Episode 79 features Zach Hestand. Both Zach and Nate were fresh off their summer vacations home and touched on their experiences and rediscovered ambitions that resulted from visits to the homeland. We discuss Zach's recently published flash fiction work, Rats, the hopes and wishes for his writing club, progress thus far with his second master's degree, and his newest endeavor, audio dramas. It wouldn't be right if we didn't get some movie suggestions from Ulsan's King of Horror, so he gives his recommended watches for this Halloween season. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. You remember, maybe you remember Dan Clements? You remember a guy? He he came through here. We went to a baseball game with him one time. You remember? He uh, he I was see him online all the time. He was here for a bit, bounced around, went to China, went home, did his teacher's certificate. But mm-hmm. he felt like he's had a lot of experience in the classroom, and he did his teacher certificate from home, mm-hmm. and he found that there. A lot of kind of what they're preaching is like student centered. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, it's it's gotta be individualized for every kid, and mm-hmm. he's he's kind of rallies against it and is like, "Fuck, it's impossible, man! Like you can't. Mm-hmm. There there has to be some. It's uh, impossible, but you can't you can't teach uh, to four kids either. Four kids who aren't, you know. It, 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 no, no, but he no he he totally understands that, and he says, "I understand that it should be approached from. It has to be a balance between." Between two, right? You can't mm-hmm. individualize it completely. It's got to be a balance. There's no, there's no answer unless you hire like a thousand more teachers per city. Mm. You just can't. Mm-hmm. The spectrum has gotten so big now. From, right. from this mm-hmm. A to Z students, it, the differences are so big. Mm. Oh, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't like that before. But he was his big thing is that the teachers' college makes you think if you're not identifying as a, as a student centered mm-hmm. teacher, then you know old is bad. You know, or like traditional lecture or whatever, or teacher centered is bad. New is good, and if you're not doing that, you're, you know, you're you're just you're not up to par. And mm-hmm. maybe the the newer graduates look at the older teachers and like, oh, you're not as good as you think you are. But you know, the experience not definitely it, yeah. will definitely teach yeah. you that you know a fully student centered class probably isn't the or isn't feasible. It's not possible. No, it is not. No way. Yeah. individualized lessons for every for like 30 kids for every goddamn kid yeah it's you should differentiate your material and no but there, kind yeah, of, there's there's a hybrid in there somewhere where you know it's it, in in your experience well it won't be perfect but maybe the most optimum one yeah well, I, absolutely like, an experience can teach you well, in a, your experience in the classroom will, will let you do that but mm-hmm. his thing like i said is just they're only giving you one side of the only one side of the story man i would like someone stepped up and just published a guideline about some stuff like i think it will take like a higher authority person to just stand up and say that oh this is enough like mm. do this don't do this and then be creative yeah. whatever you do uh, what's like i don't know it, it comes there's a lot of wiggle room there and it depends if you're in a a rich white suburb or if you're downtown or i mean that's a completely different teacher in both schools the the mix of people just makes it totally different. That's that's another thing yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a great the yeah, the, the level of the kids. Teaching, yeah. yeah, level kids. Are you teaching public or private? Uh, was it a charter schools, magnet yeah. schools? 
Uh, What's a magnet school? A magnet school is like a, a specialized school. Like, like let's say um, it's usually for kids, like high school age kids. Oh, I thought that's where they they get the metal detector. Oh uh, no, 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 so, no. So a, a magnetic school, you, I guess the old word was like a vocational high school. Oh okay, yeah. So like kids would go to say like a science high school yeah. or an art high school. So yeah, those would be a like, skilled uh, a skilled school. Right. Right. Uh-huh. I don't I know why they like identify that. good kids from the general schools and then these schools act sizes. Like I don't want to point fingers. No. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Wait, you got... You, were... oh, you went to a magnet school? No. No? You, no? no. W- weren't you one of the smart kids in the school? Yeah. <laughs> you, school, this guy went to a crazy university in India. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, the, it, it's named crazy. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's named crazy. It's run by a Farsi <laughs> family. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was called like Rustamji International. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <This guy laughs> nothing international about it, though. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I don't know. It comes down to, again, what we talked about before. What's the well, what's the purpose of school? What's the... Is it is it to learn this these set this set of information? Is it uh-huh. to socialize? Is it is it a mix of both? Is it... I don't know. Well, it's many things. It's not just one thing. It isn't binary. It's just mm. so many different... Yeah things you're right learn social skills learn to be a good person mm. right from wrong learn how to be literate <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely but yeah i don't know it's so living here man it's it, it hasn't it skewed your perception of what school is you mean like korean education yeah oh absolutely man it's like i i if if i don't sit down and think like oh i guess school's not about just learning eight million things and trying to <laughs> trying to pass a test. There's more, <laughs> you know. There's yeah, more. but I think if you reflect on university, for those that went, that that's what it shows you. I mean, we used to go through C's, get degrees. It wasn't you weren't there trying to pound out A's. You were pounding out Tooney Tuesdays at the bar. Yeah. So it was talking about Tooney slides. That, that's drinks, not not something else. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> wild Wednesdays, Tuesday, Tuesdays, yeah. But that—that's what uni taught you. I mean, it wasn't about getting A's or or memorizing all the stuff. It was if you could get through. I have a certain level of respect or or appreciation for someone because I know what they've done to get through there. How much you remember is irrelevant. I mean, I think most people don't remember a lot, but it's how it shaped you and how you grew as a person while you were in there, and yeah. and, and learn to meet deadlines and learn to be on time and learn to right. it, it, it kind of prepared you for life. Now I don't think it's so much like that anymore. Go to go to piggyback on your C's get degrees. It reminds me of the famous quote in office space when the main character shares his job philosophy. He says, I just do enough not to get fired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Do the bare minimum. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Scottish Chris there. He works out at, uh, um, works out at HHI. Okay. I think he finished high school in grade ten. Okay, and went and got a got a trade, and well, that's, I mean, a, he had that's a, an option if you have a job or something. That guy sounds familiar. Yeah. Either someone's mentioned him before, yeah. maybe I met him, but yeah, I was like deja vu. He's uh, but I mean, he he said he's had a, a couple of very fortunate breaks, which have led to uh, led to his current job. He know? said when you do that, if you decide to finish in grade ten, you either become a pothead. Or you got a job lined up, mm-hmm. and and he had the latter. So if you don't, I was telling the guy at work yesterday. I said, you know, it's if I look at the potential in Canada, I'm crazy to be here, or to not 
invest my assets in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we were just talking and he said, wow, is it that easy? He's like, I bought, I bought my kids every single night, study, 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 study. And they have zero future. Like they have to be the top 1% or they're not going to have a, a decent job in Korea. Mm. He's like, why don't we just, why don't I just move to Canada? It sounds so much easier. I'm not saying everything's easier, but hey, to have 5 or 10 or 20% for a down payment is is not unachievable. Mm-hmm. Everybody can do it. And if you want, you can do it three or four or five times. Absolutely. And, and build that passive income. Regardless of how many hours you spend in a hagwon or study, you can't do that here. Mm-hmm. You can, There's only one way out of here, and it's study, 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 and get one of the best jobs. To me, it feels like it's it, it, it's very restricted in... And I'm not what's success, what's not. But I mean, to live maybe more relaxed or stress-free or whatever, this society just puts one way on it. It's just study your ass off and get one of those jobs and that's it. Mm. And even those jobs aren't good anymore. Like the Gomuan jobs, the SK, the all those guys hate their jobs. So it seems like there's not... There's not a lot of options to happiness here. And aren't those jobs being cut too? Like HHI and things like that? So... What are the happy jobs at home? (laughs) No, I just, I just think I just think you could, YouTuber. But, but I think you can have more of what you want. Here, you got thirty year olds who can't even come close to buying a house, not even close. Is it hold on? Is the market not insane at home? You don't. My uh, you don't, here, you need a junse. You need a junse, which is three hundred, four hundred grand. Well, and hold on, hold on, hold on. This more than fifty percent down. Dude, dude, here, hey, that's, yeah, hey, that's if you want to live in a brand new apartment. There's lots of options, like where we are currently, mm-hmm. where you could live a very comfortable life if you have True. if you have uh, the I don't know, not the balls, the if you are willing to not submit to the society to society <laughs> yeah. says you if you most you know pressured society yeah. in the world if you don't if you don't live miserably with indebted if you don't live miserably and indebted for the rest sure. of your life to pretend that you're mm-hmm. pretending as much as me then, sure <laughs> you know come on but i mean but oh, same thing in canada i mean then you could get five percent you could buy 20 of these Hmm. And have the and actually have them rented yeah. and be making passive income. Oh, there you go. I think it's way more attainable. Is all I'm saying. If you worked that hard, if you studied that hard, if you applied that to a trade or something in Canada, you'd be a fucking millionaire. Yeah, you'd be a millionaire. And yeah. here, you're scraping to get by, <laughs> regardless if you have this house or not. You're an electrician. I have a, I have a couple <laughs> of cup noodles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, so you have this place and a Matisse, and then how do you get the next? How do you level up? What do you mean level up? You enjoy here. your life. Yeah. What's level up? It sounds like you just want to accumulate shit. No, but if this start. is a, if this is a, if this would be, I mean, what do you want? It's out pretty of like? standard. Nobody yeah. lives in the house they bought when they were eighteen at forty-five. There's as you accumulate wealth, as you accumulate yeah. positions in your company and get more money, then you you level up a little bit. Everybody or or you could work less and travel more. You know, that's sure. A, a yolo life as these kids <laughs> are doing. Uh, sure, absolutely. Play guitar here on the beach. But but that's and that's <laughs> yeah. that's the one or two percent and I, and I that I, I like that. Look at my place. Look at your place. I agree with that. But most people don't. Mm. So I'm saying for the general yeah, yeah, yeah. population here, you're just putting in thousands of hours and getting nowhere. You're getting nowhere. Well, yeah, but, but 
we've known that for years. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, mm-hmm. Oh God, it's a it, yeah, it's an absolute it's like waste. Preaching to the choir right here. Preaching and that's when you when you said what about about moving and stuff. And I just think I think now it's less about me and more about the kids. We, they don't have to do oh, it. Yeah. And what? Yeah, they they don't have to, but it's much easier in a country where nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I mean, if you're not downtown Toronto, I think you don't have to worry about the Gucci's and Prada's and whatever. I mean, you can get your place wherever and do your thing. It, it's a lot. It's a lot easier. I think there's a lot less pressures in a lot of ways at home than there is here. Absolutely, being, being an individual. Yeah, but just even like we just said, like the the one way learning here and here they don't they don't have the differentiated learning plans. Mm-hmm. It's one way, and that's the only way they know. And if you're not on that train. You're going to 50 hogwans. Well, regardless, you're going to 50 hogwans. Yeah. But at home, if you're not a studious person, go to a trade. Bingo. Go to a trade. But a trade pays six figures. You finish here, a trade pays 30 grand. <laughs> yeah. Like my cousin barely graduated high school. He is currently learning how to repair like equipment at hospitals. Mm-hmm. He has a two-story home. Nice. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, good for him. Yeah. You know, he, that, that, he I just, with his hand, not with his mind, but he's great with his hands. But so, it, uh, it's hilarious that, that we, that I, I think generally speaking, you would like, you don't got a degree. I think generally speaking, the you would look down and be like, oh, that guy's kind of dumb. But I mean, I can't fix a motor. I can't, I can't go in and do like little technical work. <laughs> yeah, and shit, I, you know? I think that's there at every level though. Yeah, like even the most professionals look at like one level juniors and say that. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> but you know, do you think that's changed at all now? I'd hope so. Well, I mean, I for no, I think for I think for me, I I would question why you got the degree. <laughs> oh I, yeah. Now yeah, yeah. now I would yeah. say like so the guy at work said so what do you like they don't get a degree I was like well what are they going to do with a degree like you have a four year arts degree. What are you going to do? Yeah. Like, well, I don't even know. What kind of job can you do? Teach English in Korea. Well, well besides <laughs> being an art teacher and teaching English in Korea, you have to <laughs> go to graduate school. That, that's where you can do. But but that's what I mean. Like, so you can get an entry level like sales clerk or something. Like, you, but you don't need a university degree to do that. Yeah. So that's what it. what can you do with your degree? And he's like, What do you mean? I said, Well, a degree doesn't get you anything. Well, what kind of job can you get in Korea? What like you can be the phone shop manager. You don't need a degree for that. Just start selling phones and you'll be the manager. Mm-hmm. So we the degree doesn't do anything unless it's specialized in computer science, in this, in that. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. that, you know, you can get a job related to that field. But an arts or science degree with no specialty. But like you said earlier, you're the, just floating. That you're that it, it shows someone that that you've done the work that you can accomplish that. But how far should we should we push that? Like you said, the the original four year, the original bachelor is now a master's. Mm-hmm. Push that ten years, everyone's going to need a doctorate to to make coffee, man. Well, that's Korea, yeah. but that's yeah. Korea yeah. now. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, that's right. That's Korea. They have to go to barista hogwans just to make coffee. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, they do yeah. seventy eight, yeah. but it's like I think it's seventy eight percent have degrees here, and whatever the the highest number in the world with master's degrees and. There's no jobs. Yeah. Which is great because I was a barista at Starbucks back home. And what you do is. A coffee what, server? Well, yeah, yeah, just serving coffee. So, but, but still, but for here, you have to go to a hog one for a long period of time yeah. just to learn to make coffee. Nice. At Starbucks back home, when you start your job, they put you on training just for two or three weeks just yeah. to learn how to handle the, the equipment, yeah. what to do if it breaks down, how to pair food, blah, blah, blah. And then week three is when you start serving. That's it. Yeah. Just two weeks of training. Yeah. 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 And that's probably overkill. 
I don't think I need two weeks of training how to use a coffee machine. Push the green button well, to start. Well, the, the machines we had were quite old, so they broke a lot. So we yeah. had to know how yeah. to, like, you know, Let's like find shake, it. shake it a little bit. Yeah, he said that like, was shake to the right, not the right. to the left. Yeah, right side. <laughs> Slapping. But I think, so, so the other part to me now for that four-year degree is when I went, I want to say it was like five to six, seven grand a year, just, just tuition. Holy shit, really? Does that sound cheap or expensive? Well, expensive. Holy Christ. Really expensive. I was a I year. Like 3000 a semester. So for an undergrad, it's five, five a year. Is that what you said? I want to say around five to seven. No, oh, when, when, maybe, I, maybe went, you're when right. I went to university. Uh, yeah, okay. maybe you're right. Yeah. And, and you could make $10,000 a summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could make $10,000 a summer. So you could pay for your tuition. Mm-hmm. But well, they're making 20 bucks an hour. That's a lot of money. But the tuition and, and now, you know. Everyone's got to have a car, and you, you don't want to live on res. you got to rent a place. and mm. So now these guys finish a four-year arts degree with – like before, we used to associate that with the states where, where you would have mm-hmm. the huge debt, and the states is out of control. Oh, yeah. But now I think in Canada, it's also getting out of control where there's so much debt. Kids piling this stuff up and coming up with an arts degree – I don't know. Like it's like a double whammy, dude. Shout out to my niece for not accepting going to Duville. <laughs> for for <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no. I, that was. I mean, early in the in the deciding pro in the decision process, she she considered Duville. You know the good or bad place. It had rowing, which she likes, but it was oh, okay. It was like forty, fifty grand a year, and I was like, you're gonna you're gonna be uh, in debt. Yeah, 150, 200 grand with a piece of paper. It's going to literally do nothing for you. That, that's the School of Art Institute in Chicago. Their graduate programs are sixty thousand a year. Yeah, yeah. and their two year degrees. So you're like, what? I got to spend one hundred twenty thousand dollars just for tuition. It's yeah, yeah, not yeah. even figuring in like your books, your accommodation, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like tech fees. So that, or that's whatever. the thing. If you're not, if you're not gonna apply. I think these days, anyways, if you're not going to apply or if you don't have a plan to apply what you're learning, uh-huh. what are you doing? Like you're just you're you're kind of wasting not wasting time, but kind of pissing your pissing your money away, maybe. Well, well, if you, do, if you look at the opposite direction, mm. uh, I'll use my nephew, my nephew for example. He's working. He, I think, back we mentioned something earlier. <clears throat> he spent. He was in grade eleven and twelve during Corona. So, online learning, this, that, whatever. It was brutal. Well, he took... Part of the ASMR. Crinkle that. This, no. our, this is our new banana chip. No. <laughs> he took, he took uh, a co-op or two co-ops in his last year. So, he barely had to go to school. Yeah. You know, co-op? No, like, no, like no, an apprenticeship. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Instead of class, you, you get credits for the work you do. Yeah. Mm. So, you, so, you go... He was doing an apprenticeship with some electrical company. Did a really good job. They liked his work ethic. He graduated. They said, hey, you want to work here? Okay. Now he's working, whatever, 18 bucks an hour or something, which is low, according to him. Gross. Um, <laughs> he, can, he can make probably 30, 35 if, one, he joined the union, or two, he went and jumped to another company. Right. Working for a small small company in town. And... Uh, Making his 18 bucks an hour, but not in the union. He's allowed to do a lot more things than if he was in the union. Yeah. The union kind of slows you down into what you can do in the categories. But he's 19 now. I mean, he's learning a trade. 
I think, what is it, 3,000 hours for a ticket in Canada? I think so. Four years, maybe. So he goes to work. He works 10-hour days, gets off early on Fridays at lunch. At nights, he's doing side jobs for people in the neighborhood for for good cash. Mm -hmm. And he's, I mean, he's going to be plus how much compared to the guy who's doing the degree and whatever. If it's what you like, I mean, his plan is to, to finish and go to fire school and then when he has his time off, he's a firefighter and an electrician on his time off. Um, That's which smart. is which is like wow. I mean, I don't know where when when we grew up, I think the push was university because that wasn't. I mean, we didn't have all the options, man. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have all this online learning. Yeah, we didn't have all yeah. these options. Yeah. There was like, like going to university, pretty much. Guaranteed you a decent job somewhere, but I don't think that's the case anymore. Fire, firefighter is good. That's a pension right there after twenty years. Good for him. Yeah, thirty. You know, my brother's going to be fifty-two, and he's he'll be retired with a wicked pension. Dude, and, I I always admire the the firefighters' um, work schedule. Oh, me too. Whatever, whatever it is, one day on, three days it's off, or something. Two, yeah, really. two twenty-four hour shifts. Two twenty-four hour shifts. They're, they're all they're all days. different. But nice. Yeah. Then you're off for five days. You just nice. you sleep there. You go drive the. Well, my sister's a nurse. She does. They do three twelve-hour shifts. Or that's the standard usually. Okay. Or sometimes four. The main thing is she always has three or four days off every week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my one brother's twenty-four on, twenty-four off, twenty-four on, five off. <laughs> and my other brother, my other brother's <laughs> like two ten-hour days, two twelve-hour nights, four off. But I think about even like uh, people who commute to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the that's probably whatever i gotta drive to my classes too but uh -huh. like they're going 24 hours that's like one or two commutes uh Saving a week a fortune on yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I mean the other the other side is probably the ptsd the mental stuff and that's you, everyone looks at the schedule the salary the bonus or whatever the the pensions but it's not free money man yeah. there's not free there's money. some yeah. tough time i mean hey sometimes it's just saving cats Mm -hmm. But other times you're in for some sort of serious shit. I had, uh, mm -hmm. I had a buddy who's the volunteer at home, and he said he had to fish a body out of uh, out of a river. And he said he was anxious, nervous. He uh -huh. couldn't be in crowds for a while, and like oh. it was just, it was really. Uh, I mean, imagine I mean, you got young time. kids. You go to a house fire and blow out a dead kid. Yeah, I mean that yeah, that's yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. That's only one shift. You that, can have your five days off. You're not getting better from yeah, that in five yeah, days. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's with you forever, man. That's yeah. with you. Police, uh, policing. Well, I'm kind of happy I didn't end up end up uh, becoming a, an officer there because that's. I think it's hard to turn off, turn on and off. Your, yeah. you know, I'm a police officer. You're doing this, then you go home like, hey, what's for dinner? Yeah. You know, it's a little. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, policing in in North America. Yeah. Here, oh, here, 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 you can do that. It's like, hi, I'm a police officer. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can't do anything. <laughs> oh, you're older than me. Oh, I can't arrest you. Oh, <laughs> but that's, I mean, the good thing. Even again, we probably don't make as much as uh, as firefighters back home or whatever. But you know, when after you leave a YouTube on class or you're teaching a yeah. teaching a private and you got a smiley kid, man, that's. I mean, I'm not having nightmares. Oh, some some goddamn kids give me nightmares. But... <laughs> that kid that punched me in the dick on the way in. Yeah, I'm traumatized by that. <laughs> Did I tell the story here? I had one kid when I was teaching on what and why. Dude, he, he ran from the door. Like, we were, we were having the outside gym class. He ran from the door and yeah. punched me right in the dick. Like, ran nice. across the... <laughs> ran, ran, ran across the street, man. Like, he could have got smoked by a car, but... Smoke me in the... Uh, that's hysterical. Oh, what a 
Mine was a new class. I just walked in, and just from the edge of the door, this fist comes flying. (laughs) 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 Full force, like, well, welcome to this hog (laughs) one. Jesus. Or put you on your knees, man. (laughs) Jesus. Anyways, uh, welcome to episode 79 (laughs) featuring Zach Estan with a hell of an intro. Welcome back, man. I think it was probably a year year ago. Mm, Yeah, it was last year. You're right. Exactly. A year before Halloween. Yeah, 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 Uh, you're right. It was a year ago. Yes. And it was balls hot, wasn't it? I I just remember inviting you over and like, fuck, this is... I was sweating, dude. That was uh, a little cooler anyways today, which is is nice. Like just got out of Corona quarantine there and thought <laughs> the first three days of university is going to be just a sauna. Like it was rain, rain, rain. Oh, rain, that's rain. Right. <laughs> oh, just what I need, you know, first day of class and you're just dripping beads. I mean, no, just cool down. But now, I mean, it's, it's kind of nice, uh-huh. but it's been raining for five freaking days. Yeah. Oh, we do the best. And the, the best is yet to come. Here. <laughs> it's been raining for five days. So, I mean, regardless of how much wind there is, I think that the flooding might, might be substantial if we get any kind of rain because the ground's so saturated, man. Isn't the typhoon coming on Tuesday? Or yeah. Wednesday? Okay. It's been raining nonstop for a week, man. My walls are damp. Yeah. Well, oh, that's what I'm saying. It looks like the wallpaper's falling off. I put my laundry in the dryer after two days. It wasn't dry. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get in the dryer. I put towels on the edge of my window on the veranda because the water's starting to come inside. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. So, we'll uh, see. Dude, how, I remember, like, in, I was saying earlier in June, like, the lead up to to when he went on vacation, like it was, dude, you were piled with work, podcasts, everything. Uh-huh. I'd be mean, just generally getting ready, and like, oh, I need a vacation so bad. This guy goes home for seven weeks, comes back. <laughs> How does the extra week feel on top? <laughs> he called well, me. I don't. I don't. He called I don't me the day it, after man. he's back. Say, oh yeah, I felt good. We're starting back. I'm on my schedule. <laughs> you know? I got ten projects in my mind. Start tomorrow. Calls me next day. Yeah, I got another week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand it now. What they say from tomorrow, today, tomorrow? What? You don't have to test to get back to Korea, but you have to test once you arrive. Mm-hmm. So part of my stress was, or, or part of my worry was, I don't think I was stressed. I was sitting at my brother's pool, um, but we canceled a few things because I hadn't thought about it until my sister said she had Corona, mm. and I was like, "Oh shit, we got to do that test before we go." What if we get Corona? So I went to Air Canada. I was like, if it's a free change, I got a little bit of leeway. Mm. My wife's probably not going to mind a few extra days, although she principal's not going to be happy. But when I looked at Air Canada and it said, you have to pay to change because no other countries ask for the test requirement. Oh, to pay to change your ticket. Yeah, because when everybody, when everybody was changing them, they, the airlines didn't have a choice. They had mm. to be flexible and work with the customers. But... When only Korea does it, now it's back to the old way where you got to pay to change because yeah. nobody's Fuck. testing to get on a plane mm, except going to Korea. So I was like, I checked it out like 2,800, 3,400. I was like, I mean, the chance that all four of us, well, Lena doesn't have to test, so I can send her home by herself. <laughs> <laughs> but honey, it's the chance bucks. that all three of <laughs> Here's us. Here's some money. Good luck at finding the test. That all three of us get Corona is unlikely. So, okay, I'm going at least. Maybe two of us would have to stay behind. And if it's my mom and my wife and Gina, then I probably have to stay in referee. So I was like, man, this could be like five to ten grand more. This is insane. So let's just stay home. So this is how crazy. Let's just stay home around the pool. 
and the kids can swim and we were looking into real estate and a bunch of other stuff and what it would be like if we moved, you know, finances, numbers and stuff. And we just kind of relaxed. But I mean, we had other plans, Niagara Falls, Blue Jays game, whatever, which that didn't sit well with trying to not get Corona. So we hung around there. 48 hours before you can get your PCR, 150 bucks, or 24 hours before you can get a rapid test for 40 bucks. So we're already in for our 120. And Lena goes, I want a test. Okay. <laughs> Give me 40 bucks. Hey, shove this Q-tip up your nose. And the guy's like, okay, you got to wait 15 minutes. So I went to the dollar store and I was like, oh, God, please. If this doesn't turn out, I'm going to lose it. I, I worked it up going in there. I said, you know, we've been so safe. We've been wearing masks. We canceled the last week of our trip to do nothing, to not get corona. Like, buddy, this better be negative. I don't care what. It has no effect on you. This better show up negative. Um, and he knows. Like, nobody else is testing. It doesn't matter. So, anyways, we I walked in. And as soon as he saw me, probably 50 yards away, and he had the papers in his hand. And I was like, this looks good. Like, he's not holding that to say... Sorry, buddy. <laughs> he's like, here you go, take off. And I was like, I got there. He's like, all good. Oh, nice. I was happy. I was <laughs> dancing out of there. I was dancing. We went and spent two hundred bucks at the dollar store <laughs> for you're celebration. So, you're so happy. You're like, <laughs> Thank oh, you. Man. You kiss the guy. He's like, I got Corona. You gotta stay. <laughs> so I, so I mean, just that. And yesterday at Playland, talking to the Filipinas, and they were the same thing. And actually, one of them, their family tested positive and changed their tickets. But out of the Philippines, it wasn't. It was easier to change and not a big deal. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, ours was, was going to be a huge financial cost. Yeah. So, anyways, we get our test results. That was that was the day before. So, let's say Sunday at like 11 a.m. So, I phoned my cousins and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. If you guys want to come over, come over. We'll have a barbecue. <laughs> so, then that night, a couple of my cousins and their spouses come over. Nice. And I was like, well, whatever. I'm kind of free now. We still wore our masks and everything. But... But I don't have to worry about passing that test. Then, sure enough, we get back here. I get. I went with the girls first thing in the morning, nine o'clock. Gina Kim negative. Lena Kim negative. Nathaniel Tiberio positive. I was like, no way, that's a lot. <laughs> Come on. And then my wife's negative. I'm like, but hold on. Like so, this I had zero symptoms, nothing wrong mm -hmm. at all. I, I didn't wear a mask at home because I didn't have anything, and we just thought. It's too, it's too much. Like oh, to just for, I'm going to stay in a room. Like when it was crazy and wild, we didn't know what was happening. It was mm -hmm. more lethal. Even in March, dude, there's this, no, this like, is, this is everywhere now. We could all have it right now. Nobody knows. Right. So, but it's that sore up guy that brought it in. I didn't, my wife had it. Pretty, <laughs> oh, your fault. <laughs> my wife had it pretty bad the first time. Mm -hmm. Her cough was like three weeks probably. Wow. And she doesn't want that again. But, and so, but it was like, she's not going to work. She went back to work the next day. Mm. She's not going to get to take care of all the kids and work. And I'm just going to sit in a room saying, bring me some dinner, please. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Hey, rules is rules. So we, so we <laughs> just. Following the government guidelines. So we lived, we just lived as we normally would. And the kids were going to school. My wife's, everyone's going to school. Yeah. It's, you got dinged with a shit. So what's, what, I don't know what the deal is with this. Like if I'm sick and I don't want to spread it, that, you know, I'm coughing all over everyone. Fine. But man. Yeah. So that was a, a shitty deal. No, I was I wanted to get out and get into it and get back to it. And mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I I think my wife and I were on pretty good schedules right away. A little tired maybe, but the kids are waking up at four in the morning and five in the morning. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, an ah. extra week to settle in. Anyways, uh, grief. <laughs> good back at her now. 
Mr. Hestant. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got. Uh, you got any updated horror movie recommendations for me? Actually, I do. I was. Uh, oh, okay, it's loud. Eh? I yeah. was uh, brainstorming yeah. uh, for for a bit. Um, I have some uh, current ones and a few uh, older ones yeah, to recommend. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the last time I was on the podcast, uh, I mostly named favorites yeah, yeah, that yeah. I've seen countless times. Okay. Yeah. All right. So some of these. I'm recommend a few of these I'm recommending were first time watches for me. Okay, but I think they're fun, yeah, yeah. and I think uh, other people would enjoy watching them too. Um, yeah. Well, the first one I want to recommend is a movie called Freaky. Freaky. So, have you heard of a movie called <laughs> Freaky Friday? Yes. Okay. Imagine Freaky Friday as a slasher movie. Oh, that's nice. that's okay, freaky. Okay. So you have teen girl victim and the killer. Do a body swap. Beautiful. Yeah, so yeah. it's a great horror comedy. It's okay. laugh out loud, funny, and uh, Vince Vaughn is actually the killer. Okay. And seeing him act like a high school girl okay. is hilarious. Okay. <laughs> so that's, it's, and nice. I think it might even be on Netflix, even, nice. last I checked. Cool, cool, um, cool. When I was on the plane back from uh, from the States, I watched the new uh, Scream movie that came oh, out. I've seen that. Scream 5 or just Scream 2022. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a fun one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see Scream 4, so I can't comment uh, like for comparison, but it's definitely better than Scream 2 and 3, mm. but not as good as the first one. Okay. Is Scream with the white mask? Yeah. That's right. That's the right. Halloween one that every kid wears? Yes. Or did for years. Yeah, that's right. That's okay. the exact one. So the new ones were the watch. And um, this might be a hot take, but um, about a year ago, I saw the movie um, Peninsula, uh, Bando, the yeah, Korean yeah, yeah, title, yeah, yeah. the sequel to Train to Busan. Train to Busan too, yeah. I actually liked it more than Train to Busan, mm. the sequel. I'm probably in the minority. I finally watched Train to Busan, and I didn't like it that <laughs> oh, much. I, think, I don't know if we talked about that last time, but it was... Yeah. We did, and I didn't see it, and Nate got on my case for not seeing it. Okay, that's what it was. And uh, I finally, uh, I finally remedied that. Well, so I give, watched. Yeah, it. give your give your take on that. So, Train to Busan, I just found a bit overrated. Um, mm-hmm. I felt it was um, about fifteen minutes too long, mm. and I hated the main character <laughs> too long. <laughs> long. All right. So, and I didn't like the main character. He was a butthead over too. I, that's yeah. right. He was a butthead. Yes. Oh yeah, and um, I didn't like the main character at all. I, I as soon as I met him, my first thought was, I hope he gets eaten by zombies. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he was just so unlikable. Yeah, absolutely. but Peninsula I thought was way better. It had that post-apocalyptic setting. Okay. It, it all um, Korea, all of Korea were separated into like tribes living under bunkers and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, I, I liked that spin on it. I think what? it was timed movie. He's like. That's when what? it was released, I think it was like a new concept and it was received well. What was uh-huh. it? Train to Busan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think it was. T- there, Korea didn't have movies like that. Exactly. At that because time. I remember watching it in university and I was like, oh, this is new. Like, It used to be either like sad tragedy comedy movies. <laughs> but I remember that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And For... this like kind of break. Like everyone saw that this is something new in Korea. So I think that's why it was received well. And I don't, I don't know for... Adults. I mean, Korea is typically somewhere where that everybody watches the same thing. That's something that always struck me as weird. weird. Very yeah. weird. Yeah. But that movie, I don't know how many of the older people watch, but I know it was a huge thing with uni kids. Yeah, me too. Uh, maybe 16 to 25 was just a massive hit. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this is like something we would make or, you know, something yeah. that 
that you know shirt and tie guys don't make because this is too crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it, it that's what kind of turned the that. I don't know. They, they, it was so kind of conservative and, and just yeah. kind of basic and plain. But mm-hmm. that movie like, turned it upside down. Like, that was yeah. crazy. Well, uh, one thing I will give it, it's a clever idea, Zombies on a Train. I mean, I will yeah. give it points for that. It's just those two things I mentioned uh, kind of hurt it for me. I think watch, like you watching it in 2022 might also be a part because comparison like you have more yeah. to compare now right because a lot of things have been derived from that movie if you mm-hmm. watch that as the first kind of horror movie in korea i know it's not but the first kind of that kind of movie i think it'd be wow that was crazy like that's something i'd expect out of hollywood or something maybe right but, fair enough first time watching at that time yeah. but with like what five six years passing i mean a lot's happened in uh Korea. I mean, they've really upped their zombie yeah. game over here. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like, that's the uh, thing. Like, it kind of it kind of took off, and I think the that prolific, young the, the young generation, huh? the young generation attached to that, and then they just kind of started going crazy. With I think movies. it was also one of the earliest movies which was recognized by public as well as critics, because Korea has had a lot of like art movies or very right. niche movies mm-hmm. which are famous outside, but almost no one knows it than here. Yeah. I think that was like one which overlapped. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Cause that was a hit both like overseas and yeah. in Korea, and yeah. nor- regular viewers liked yeah. it and critics liked it too. It was just one of those uh, rare instances. Yeah. It was just so, lightning in a bottle. Yeah. So maybe just the video file might be. I mean, I think it has more value when it was released and how it was mm. than maybe. Just I, 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 I'm not a big fan of those kind of movies. I'm any, I don't watch many movies, but <laughs> I did see that one. But so it was that, just—is that was, ten movies now? Yeah. <laughs> it was nonstop, like just like Debbie does Dallas ninety two to ninety six, <laughs> Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> when does this stuff end? Like it's just nonstop, man. Like, can I get a break here? Can we take a yeah. halftime? Like, holy I, shit! It might go like the way of the western, because you know, remember decades ago, westerns were everywhere, and then it kind of like died off for about like twenty years or something. Then it came back again. That might happen with zombie movies. But I remember wa- watching like Freddy or some of those ones uh-huh. growing up, Chucky and these guys, and I mean it, it was there was it was kind of like you know more. It, oh yeah, there was some more like just okay, take a breather. But that train to Busan seemed like <laughs> getting pelted with a twelve gauge shotgun yeah. the whole time. Like holy, it, it went at, Max it went at KTX speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. All right, but, what else? What else? Uh, okay, so so those are three were the more like uh, current recommendations. Yeah, 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 yeah. And for more, um, if you want like uh, an eighties type horror, I definitely recommend uh, Slumber Party Massacre one and two. They're great fun. <laughs> They're great fun. Just titles alone. This yeah. was, and also for easy access they're available on youtube in their entirety and also the uh, prom night series those are good i believe those are even canadian also yeah Yeah, the the prom night movies (laughs) i like it uh i'll query you for a couple have you seen 1922 that's the uh the stephen king one right Oh, I don't. Know. Is that the one with the? Uh, <laughs> is that the one with the? Uh, is it like grass or farmland? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I might be confusing that with something else because I think there's a movie just called In the Grass. Buddy, uh, not to, not a spoiler, but I think Buddy kills his wife. And he throws. Oh, I, I didn't kill it. That's, that's a big spoiler. That's it. That's it. All right. Now I know. Yeah. Now I know. No, no. It's it's uh, it happens early in the happens early in the movie, mm-hmm. but. He uh, he kills the wife and then has to 
cover it up, but uh, that's a good one. Have you seen The Old Ways? It's a Hollywood movie, but set in Mexico, and it's their take on uh, an exorcism. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen that one it's yet. Good. No. It's good. The I watched Old it last Ways. Night. Nice. I write that Men. down. It, that's on my queue still. It's on my Amazon queue. I gotta Little, find a day uh, to watch that. Mm. I don't know. When they said it, when they said it was the same uh, same producers as Hereditary, I had huge uh, expectations. It, it was okay. Oh, as would I. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ending's weird. Whatever. It is what it is. But it's got some parts in it where you're you feel you're in your house watching it. You're like, ooh, that's that's a creepy scene. You know. Oh, I like that feeling. Got to be creeped out by things. <laughs> and <laughs> do. Uh, do you have high expectations for Jordan Peele's new new thing? Nope. Absolutely, because yeah. um, I loved Get Out. Yes. I love oh, Us. Yeah. And I've even read the uh, screenplays to, to both movies as well. Oh, no. So and it's just fun how to see how different they are because, yeah. you know, rewrites and yeah. everything. So uh, I do have high expectations for Nope. Yeah. I probably won't be able to see it in theaters here, but I will try once it gets on demand yeah, yeah, over yeah, here yeah. to check it out. What, I haven't seen the, the cover for that yet, but is it a unicorn? I think it's a horse, just a regular horse oh, regular? going up in the sky. I yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've, I've seen a couple different uh, pictures of it, and I... I I, the one that sticks out of my mind is like a, I thought it was a flying unicorn but maybe it's a horse who knows nope. maybe it is a unicorn who knows who knows unicorn falling out of the sky <laughs> yeah awesome Spe- speaking of unicorns man I, <laughs> I got some yeah some poking <laughs> I got it. yesterday <laughs> like, you know, just, just the, the grandness of everything at home it has to be bigger and like it's just the Texas stuff that you know it's always my unicorns horse we're, we're out at my brother's cottage and they got this unicorn floaty uh-huh. It's half the size of this house. Wife hasn't talked to me. I mean, weeks. you could fit like eight or ten people in there. What? Well, that's crazy. It's like a tub in the middle of the lake. It, it's got water that comes in from the bottom, but it's a huge inflatable with like sofas around. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, but nice. it, it's the size of this and the kitchen together. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Whoa. And that was the most famous unicorn I've ever seen. They call her Delilah, and man, she's a beauty. Whew. But oh talk about up in the, the lake game of, you know, Chilling in the lake. Wow. But, dude, if you fast forward, like, you know, fast forward 30 years, 40 years. Like, bouncy e- castles in the everyone, water. Everyone's going to want to have one. Yeah. And the whole lake's just going to be polluted <laughs> yeah, with these yeah. big yeah. I can see it now, bouncing castles in the water. <laughs> but the States has those boat parties, right? Like, where you, everyone brings the boats in Florida. and you throw your keys in a... I, I also <laughs> see those, uh, I, I guess you could call them, like, I just call them pedal pubs, where they have, like, a bar and they have these uh, bike pedals on the seats and you just pedal through the yeah, town yeah, while yeah, drinking yeah, yeah. oh really yeah, I, I have I have awesome. I have pictures on my it's phone I'll show you after uh, it's like after the, the middle and everyone is yeah 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 I don't know the exact nice. name oh. I saw them in Pittsburgh I'm like oh it's one of those things oh my goodness hold on hold on that sounds you're, awesome yeah you're sitting at a bar you're sitting at a bar pedaling? No, on a bike. It's like you're sitting on the bar stool, those high ones yeah but you have yeah we have bike pedals on the side and there's a bartender in the center yeah and you just pedal it's like through the five city. Five people, five people facing each other on the bar, mm. but you can also pedal it. Mm. I'll and show it you, goes around the town. Yeah, yeah, I'll show you guys pictures yeah. after we record. Yeah, Tokyo or Seoul or Beijing, that'd be wild, man. Yeah, Hold on. cruising around. You're on a bicycle, not in the water. Well, not 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 an actual bicycle, but I mean, you well, have, yeah, you have okay, bike pedals. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and you're on the street doing this. Okay, okay. So I'll I'll be at a restaurant eating. I look up, I just see like a little uh, party bike going down the road. Yeah, <laughs> huh. who's steering it? 
It's like every, all the customers are steering it. <laughs> oh, fuck, the drunk yeah, customers? That's even scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's like, exactly uh, what it is. You have 10 drunk drivers. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, that makes We're sense. Just, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, oh, there's a driver there. There's someone... Yeah, one man's a steal. Oh, so it's actually on the road. Well, they were going quite fast. I couldn't see. Oh, that's <laughs> Dude, that would be a crusher. <laughs> the crash? No, that'd be great here, man. Oh, my God. That thing's hilarious. That thing would be a cash cow over here, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. Damn, up on. <laughs> Business idea. Planting the seed. Planting yeah, the no, seed. No. You just need a, a USB charger and uh, mm-hmm. everyone will Wi-Fi. Yeah, Wi-Fi. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh here it'd be a question of where where can you go? Like there's nowhere to drive these things here. At home there's there's streets, you know, which would make it. Ulusan Grand Park. Mm. There you go. It's you have a nice shitty in Ulusan Grand Park. Yeah, and you have because you have a nice nature tour yeah. and you you have a safe path. You don't have like cars going past you and everything. I was just people. like Shibuya or something in Tokyo or nah. like, <laughs> like down downtown, like I mean yeah, you're in that, the middle of the party. But wouldn't that be super uh Dangerous with all cars yeah. and shit. Stop. There's 8 million people crossing <laughs> the street. Yeah. But, you can oh, see that's the crazy cool. drunk bike driver on Gullside Grand Park. <laughs> you can do the midnight tour. I think that's... Anyways, I was going to say that I've had that idea too. You get locked into Ulsan Grand Park, mm-hmm. write a story of all the wild stuff that happens and you got to escape at night. But anyways... Nice. Um, the, <laughs> I, I, nice. I just think of the stories. Zach actually writes them. Uh you don't write my stories. He writes his own stories. That's what I'm saying. There's like no plagiarism he, going on whatsoever. <laughs> he uh, and Zach recently published his second story. Uh, do you want to give us a little background on it? I know I remember the first one last time you did the the virus that uh, that spreads throughout. I don't remember. Yeah, well, it, the, the virus spreads, uh, I mean, through coughing. It, it oh, affects yeah. your skin and your skin peels like a banana. That's what it was. So, yeah. So, the first story that got published last year was a, a body horror virus type story. Yeah, yeah. Um, this second one is called The Rat and it's a self-contained um, monster story yeah. where it's just one location, an apartment, yeah. two characters and the title monster. That's it. And you... you- Said it's a flash fiction. Can you define that genre? Is sure. That- um, flash fiction is uh, just what we would refer to as a very short story mm-hmm. where it's under a thousand words. Okay. So you have to tell a story with a beginning, middle, and end in less than a thousand words. Mm-hmm. So I think my story is between like 800 and 900 words, mm-hmm. and it has beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. You should read it, man. Within eight or nine hundred words, you're like, ah, it just like uh, just jumps out at you. There's no, and I think that's something I mentioned to you too before I knew what flash fiction was. Was there's no filler, there's no bullshit. You get right to the point, and you feel like, oh, there's something, something coming for me. <laughs> well, and that's something yeah. a lot of the oh, oh thank you, and that's yeah. something a lot of these uh, flash fiction places say. Like they must have like a, a set ending. It, you can't leave it on like uh, oh no, is there going to be a next installment yeah. sort of thing? You got to get all that information out in such a short amount of time. Yeah. So it really does teach you how to be you know economical with your words yeah. and take out filler and any like yeah. slow parts I, to a story. I, I, I like I had no idea going into it what it was gonna be and that's that was my feeling like whoa he cut all the fat off of this and it was just pure narrative and no no bullshit. That was good. How you did uh, how challenging is that? Well it, when, it, when when I hear you say that I, I'm like Wow, that means a lot more people could be story writers. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, no, it's a, it's a, yeah. So that's what I mean. How hard is it to, 
I mean, a lot more people were familiar with writing 800 to 1,000 words. After, than after I published pages. a gathering storm. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Big boom. Yeah. Nice brick right there. When people think of writing and and writing books or stories, or I mean, I think they think of, you know, these kind of things, mm-hmm. which is daunting to say the least. But to get out something like this, I mean, that would probably appeal to a lot more people. Right. How, yeah. how hard is it to to Squeeze all that in there. Well, it's not easy because, I mean, um, doing flash fiction or just short fiction in general is an art unto itself. I mean, you it you do have to learn, like, I can't uh, just be all loosey-goosey with my narrative. I have to, you know, get to a certain point. So it does take a lot of, like, planning, outlining, false starts. Um, I had to go through several different versions before I submitted it. Like, I went through, like, three different rewrites before I even submitted it to mm-hmm. uh, any publication. How long would the first one be? Well, my first draft that I wrote was maybe... 10,000 words. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably around, like, 1,200. Okay. So I had to cut around 300 to 400 words. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a quarter. I, we were talking earlier about short stories, and it, I think the, the, the best writers are short stories. You don't even – you start reading, and they have a way of just totally sucking you into that world without – within the, the first paragraph, you're like, whoa, these – like you feel you know the characters yeah. so, mm-hmm. uh, so easily with, with very little information, you know. And that's, I mean, walking on the line of – what you tell and what what the reader can assume from you know from other kind of indicators in the in the in the narrative. How long does that take to write one of those? Well, I mean, it really depends on. There's no really uh, set time. No, but I mean, months, weeks, days. Uh, well, for um, if you're doing a longer work like a traditional novel or even like a full length screenplay, I mean, I I had to write a full length script last semester, but that was like a year of planning before I even submitted it. But um, for something like flash fiction, I mean, depending on how diligent you are, I mean, it can take you maybe a weekend as well as a weekend. It could take you as long as two weeks. Yeah. It just depends on how you how you set up your writing schedule. How you get the how you call the muse. Huh? That's right. How that muse, you? how much pacing you do around the house, banging yeah. your head against your keyboard. But, but, but I mean, that's something where you could produce a significant number of them well, that, I mean, oh yeah get uh i i think your your motivation is important too and i you had a you had a strong motivation for writing this one correct? i did yeah. i i did so uh yeah because i originally i wrote this back over in the during the spring mm. and uh you know took a lot of false starts a lot of rewrites a lot of pacing around or i go for a walk and I go oh that's a good idea oh yeah. i gotta hurry home i gotta hurry home yeah. <laughs> well, <nice. laughs> what's the i mean it's it's about rats and that's one of your your biggest uh, well that was another uh, drive for the story i wanted to write about my biggest fear i have a severe rat phobia and i wanted to make my my monster a rat but it's not just um it's not a normal rat as as you saw in the story it's um it's a rare monster rat (laughs) of an unusual size (laughs) absolutely uh you mentioned last time about uh, a rat movie Mm -hmm. and the guy's fighting a big rat (gasps) oh yeah dude it's not. I I thought it was Joe's apartment, but he's fighting cockroaches. That's what, right. What was the? Oh, the the that rat movie. Begin the movie with spoilers. That <laughs> that rat movie's <laughs> that rat movie's called uh, of unknown origin. Oh god. Yeah. So it's just 
Peter Weller versus a freakishly large rat okay. in his apartment, <laughs> yeah. and the comedy is just him muttering to himself, just doing the funniest sides of tr right. trying to get this rat. All right, <laughs> I got uh, some other rat movies. I want to know if you've if you've seen them before. Okay, <clears throat> have you ever seen uh, Nah? G N A W. <laughs> GNA. No, no, I have not. No. 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 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> Many times. That's got Splinter. A rat, doesn't it? Splinter, yeah. He's a good rat. The Rats? Well, that's my story. Right. <laughs> that's what it's called. Mul Mulberry Street? That title sounds familiar. Who made that one? Don't know. Okay. Radis New Yorkus? You're making stuff up now. I swear to God. <laughs> Rodents with a Z? I think I saw that pop up on a YouTube channel. Okay. Like someone talk about that. Rat Tattooey? I, I I saw bits I saw bits on TV <laughs> or Hood Rats featuring Ice T. <laughs> that oh. sounds awesome. I'd watch it for Ice T. <laughs> oh, dude. there must be a slasher Ratatouille version. Ratatouille slasher. Oh, that that reminds me. I, Ninja. So I that reminds me. I cannot believe this is real. But I would because it's now in public domain. There's going to be a slasher version of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, it's, it's already out. Yeah, that, well, the, the first trailer dropped. It's a real thing. Oh, that's not. Uh, it hasn't been released yet. I've, I've no, just just that it's done filming. They got a preview out already online. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. when it's coming out, but when I first heard it, I thought it was total BS. Like, oh no, one's gonna make that. But no, it's a real thing. Yeah, like, I've, I've seen the character. Yeah, it looks. Uh, he looks like a, a slasher Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it's him and Piglet just roaming the town trying to find <laughs> Christopher Robin. <laughs> Nice. What's your story called, and how do we find it? Oh, the um, the story's called the Rat. Uh, the publication is uh, Everyday Fiction. That's that's who published it. Everyday Fiction. I Google this. I'll find it. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll post another thing too. But mm. do you enjoy? the the escape of writing like do you go into a different are you in a different world when you're writing oh i i totally am yeah it's uh, well to me i i find it mostly pleasurable it's i have joy in it i have uh i have fun writing sometimes it can get stressful okay. if there's like a if there's a block or or there have been times where i've just been dissatisfied with whatever i wrote and mm. Just try to push myself. Ah, I should do better. I mm. should add this, or uh, uh, maybe I'm not good enough. You have mm. doubts, but um, but I mean, for the most part, it it is fun, and I do have joy, and I do get in my own little um, my own little zone. I just lose track of time. That's yeah. That that's a that, that's a that's a great place to be. Man. That's yeah, awesome. Happy to hear that. Yeah. I got a follow. You said that you wrote a, a full screenplay for mm -hmm. for school. Mm -hmm. I think school's down here further, but mm -hmm. um, something like that. H how do they? <laughs> Pizza man knocks on door. How do they? <laughs> <laughs> curious, like how do how do they grade something like that? Oh, uh, okay. I mean, you write a screenplay. That's good for you. But you got a rubric, probably. That who's you gotta... who's to say? Yeah, but even with a rubric, I mean, who's to well, say it's good or well, not? Well, well, for example, like a rubric. Matrix. Like, well, well, first, uh, well, well, first, like a rubric is um, the first part is does it meet the page link criteria? That's the first one. Okay. It has to be between X pages and and this page. Can't be shorter. Can't be longer. Mm -hmm. So that's the first goal you have. Has to be within a certain page length. Second, they also grade on is your uh, formatting because especially um, like, like if you write a screenplay, you write a stage play. There is a set format like mm -hmm. certain font you have to use. Like APA when you're doing whatever. Right. Would, would right. Blair Witch Project have passed the the test? Uh, well, if it, I think that, that probably was a graduation. 
it might have been it might have been like a thesis project so so they they grade on your your length the do you follow correct formatting and also uh movies are done in a three-act structure where like first act character has problem second act character tries to solve problem third act is it resolved successfully or unsuccessfully so following uh, a structure so that's also how they uh, they grade it, <laughs> not like how I explain. <laughs> or, or or they also they might grade on stuff like um, uh, does the dialogue flow? Um, how long are your action lines? Uh, is there a logic to it? Like, do, do the characters' motivations make sense? Uh, does point <laughs> A lead to point B and not point A to point you know W? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think what you're asking like. They're not really grading your. It's more 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 of the structure than, the, than the, the idea. Well, well like, like like Slasher Winnie the Pooh. This is bullshit. This is never no, no. Well, well, what they look for is like, can you tell a coherent story with a beginning, yeah. middle, and end with fully developed characters? Which isn't that easy. That, that's what they're doing. Now. No, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's like super hard <laughs> to do. Yeah. That's, okay. Have you ever seen a movie that doesn't follow that? You mean doesn't follow the uh, actual? Yeah, I mean flow logically, and and what we would consider memento. Oh, so many, um, so bad it's good movies. They they have no they have they have no they have no logic to them whatsoever. Yeah. Sharknado. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like that. Where it looks like where it looks like the writer wrote a hundred pages over an afternoon. Just like I'm not even looking at the screen. I'm just doing that. I mean, a lot of those movies do that. Or um, snakes on a plane. Oh, oh, that's another thing they they grade on um, is. Um, your scenes, like, do the scenes take too long? Because the idea is get in and get out mm-hmm. when when you're when characters are doing thing. Mm. So so because there are some bad movies where the scenes do go on too long, and it just gets boring to watch, or you're, there's useless information. But isn't that kind of like your live and learn? Like you release the movie, you make the movie. Hey, it sucks. What did I do wrong? Oh, the scenes are way too. Yeah, but when you but, get people backing you, find but but also there. But, but when it's an art form or whatever, and it's it's kind of I kind of think of it's it's your thing, right? Whatever you think is good is. But uh, yeah, look at look what just to speak to that. Look what Tarantino did. I think probably with Reservoir Dogs when they got that opening scene of they're just <laughs> they're just talking shit about yeah. nothing. It, but that but, was kind of. But in a way, that, it's yeah. but it's funny though. It's funny. Yeah, though. yeah. I mean, so that that's an that's a case where it does work. But at the, at the time, people were like, "What." At the time, I would assume that had never been done before, and they were like, "What? This isn't pushing the narrative. It's not doing anything." Well, so, yeah. here's an example of of to go with he said a movie that doesn't follow mm. follow that kind of logic, and it fails. There is a slasher movie that's called Blood Lake, mm. and it's awful. Yeah. No, one of the main reasons it's awful is number one, no unicorn in the lake. There's just absolutely zero unicorns. F. So, um, a big problem it has is that scenes go on too long. Like, here's an example. There's a scene where all the kids are in a cabin. They're playing beer pong. Right yeah. now, in a movie, if you show a beer pong scene, you would just do like a montage, like just a series of shots, yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe, hey, want to play? Go, and then that's it. Yeah. They actually filmed the entire. Beer, beer punk thing. It lasted 20 minutes and it was so boring. I was like, I don't want to watch people play beer punk for 20 minutes. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And number two, slasher film. Good the film. killer doesn't make the first kill, I'm not joking, until the 50 minute mark. Five zero. Oh, the movie's hour and, an hour and 20 minutes long. Oh, yeah. he's, nice. He's so a, terrible. Terrible. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, Blair Witch. 
I don't know, but Blair Witch is a big. That's a big build up to the end. But they're killing people through. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. Disappearing and and, there, and there's that whole mystery going like, what happened to blah blah blah. I mean, yeah. but in Blood Lake, the first 15 minutes, you would never even guess it's a slasher movie. You would think it was just a college kids going away for the weekend, drinking, yeah. partying, sort of thing. Yeah. Then suddenly, what, what's this? What's this yeah. uh, slasher right here? Someone rewrote the ending to just kids playing in college. <laughs> no, no, this is boring. Da, da, da. Let me add this in. I, uh, I've been watching different. Uh, not editing, but maybe producing videos <laughs> recently and they're in learning about all the different kinds of cuts and stuff. Uh-huh. Montage is uh, a cool one. And I think yeah. the who's a Korean? Bong Joon-ho? Bong Joon-ho, yeah. He's, they, they cited his parasite montage mm-hmm. as like one of the most a, well-crafted. Oh, a, a producer or someone who knows about it will look and be like, holy shit, like this guy knows what's up. Like mm-hmm. he was in the right amount of time, the right amount of scenes, mm-hmm. the right amount of uh, clips and whatnot. There's uh, another mm-hmm. movie I saw, Steve number, number nine was Wolf of Wall Street. Does that meet the criteria? That, that uh, might be it. That's a, yeah, that's that a great be, yeah, movie yeah, yeah. because, I mean, the characters are super entertaining and they're funny. The yeah. opening of that was just like, I was in a theater full of Koreans and I went, whoa, <laughs> awesome. And all the Koreans were terrified. I was like, what did we get into here? During that, during that quaalude scene, I was crying. Like, I almost fell out of my chair crying from laughter. That was like, I, I wanted to give DiCaprio like 30 Oscars just yeah. for that scene alone. Yeah. yeah. That's really no, that's, that's, <laughs> I, that's an entertaining. Movie. I watched that movie twice in the theater. Once was I couldn't concentrate on the movie the first time. <laughs> I was just watching all the Koreans freaking out, and, yeah. you know, women smacking their husbands for looking at the naked lady and or ladies, oh. and it, it was just crazy. People crying, laughing. Oh my god! So don't listen, son. Why do you have your son here? <laughs> What's going on? It's a go with what you said about that weird thing about everybody watches the same thing together. Like, I would never take a seven-year-old to a movie like that. I or a 70-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's it, man. It's weird. It's not like a husband-wife movie. It's not like a... I mean, I, I, there's a few other ones I've been in. I'm like, this. you're supposed to come with your buddies to this. Or I just watched... I mean, I never Holy had Holy shit, much... you're doubling your movie yeah, number. Now it's 11. <laughs> I never had as much time as I did during this trip. But, oh, 15 hours on the plane is a long time. Mm-hmm. I watched King Richard. That's I, good. That, oh, that the Will Smith movie. Is it oh, good? But that's not what Can I was... we talk about that before? Is no. he... What's, what's your take on King oh, Richard? Oh, I think maybe... I think maybe we did. Is it... Is it... He's he's a nut job who, who got lucky or he no. knows exactly what he's doing? No, no. He knew what he was doing. I think, but my, I was going to say, I also watched, uh, when I found out I wasn't going to go anywhere for four or five days, that new Woodstock, is it a new one? The Woodstock? Oh, oh it's on my queue. How, yeah. how, how is Woodstock? that? Holy Woodstock. shit, dude. That's the, and so at the end, when I think it's the Chili's are playing at the end. And the bassist is out there naked, mm-hmm. and he's just flopping his one. They played the whole thing naked, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. No, but he. That's the end of. That's the last the movie, part yeah, of, the, yeah. of the documentary or whatever. And my wife's going, "Is that guy naked? <laughs> is he shaved? They usually. What's he? Why is he doing this? Why is there so many people they usually wear him? socks? <laughs> um, it's oh, the Chili Peppers. Shit. What do you expect? <laughs> so, so that was that blew her socks off. That that this guy's on there in front of you know fifty hundred thousand people and. He's up there playing the guitar naked. <laughs> she just couldn't <laughs> comprehend what was going on. People but, sloshing around in shit and mud for days. But that Let's thing, talk 99, that man. Fun to watch. That was wild. I was pretty young. So I was like grade eight, maybe, when that uh, when that came out. And I remember watching From Home and when Limp Bizkit came on. I'm like, mm. this is 
how many people are going to die during this set, man? They were ripping the ripping the stage apart. Mm-hmm. The, the the oh man, he was he was oh, like crowd insane. surfing on yeah. part of the stage. They lit all the speakers and shit on fire. Like, it was a it was wild. Crazy. It was wild, yeah. I, got, I was on a documentary kick recently. I, I The titles escape me, but I'll look on my phone. I got mm. several to recommend to you that are music-related. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's that, that Netflix, you just go, documentaries. Okay, that that's my style. Those you see the ones, Tom Petty one? Oh, What's it called? Dude, dude. Uh, I'll check. Okay. So good. That, yeah, it's, a, it's no, like a four-part. There's a series of sports ones. Mm. Do you know that's, what those ones are called? One's like the craziest woman boxer. Like the most accomplished woman boxer, but no one's ever heard of her because of how her trainer, her husband, her husband was her trainer and tried to kill her. And anyway, the, there's a couple of really, really good ones. Half uh, a million sporting. dollar baby. It's like a f- six or eight, <laughs> eight set. There's one, one episode and it's just really, really amazing sports stories. And mm-hmm. I, that's I, a, I can watch dude, those all day. That's the thing that scares me about. That's why I don't get Netflix. How do you not go home at night and be like, the top ten anything I'll watch. Like it's uh well, it's incredible. Yeah, that, it's hard to I couldn't control myself. They that. come up with a category that like, okay, I don't need any of this stuff. But but these I just feel I can learn so much and it's like studying history. Nate, you've seen The Last Dance, right? No, no. That's the uh, that's the Michael Jordan. It, uh, it came series. up and it's it was fantastic. It was it's on absolutely uh, fantastic. It was on the airplane, but I just feel it's isn't it long? Isn't it like it's like ten episodes. It yeah. is, but but it's a much watch. It's this whole Bulls period it covers. Yeah. It's I, I know, I, I know, I will love it. Super Dude, you have gotta it, watch that. I know, I know, I'll love it. But I was like, I don't want to watch fourteen hours straight of this on the plane, and I didn't want to watch two episodes in Canada and then not watch it for like another six months. So I think I need to either like, you know, th- that's why I don't watch movies in general because they just. I don't have that much time to just. Last dance is worth it, though. Oh yeah, Brian. They show like the old Gatorade ads he used to oh, do. Yeah. Scenes from Space Jam, various championships. What about his, championship. what about his uh, Hitler underwear ad? They show that oh. one. <laughs> no, they must have edited that one out. No, what do you mean? He's got the Hitler mustache in the in the Hanes. That's he's what's his I don't think for. they. I don't think they cover that one. I, like, oh, yeah. I, just, I just remember the Gatorade one. Yeah. The the stuff with uh, he did with Spike Lee and uh, what was it? Dream Team. They talked a lot about that. What too. I, what I like from that without even watching it was the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Like all the the conversations that started, and Pippin came out, and Horace Grant came out, and all these guys have their own stories, and and just the the trailers of how serious it was my way or you're not on my team. Mm-hmm. And, Dude, and, watch uh, and watch. just being older and being able to appreciate it kind of differently than just when we were young. It was just like this guy's a god, but you didn't know any of the behind the scenes. You didn't yeah. you didn't look very deep. It was just this guy's untouchable. Same with yeah. the Tiger Woods too. Well, that's no, every yeah. public figure yeah. though. Yeah. The Kanye one came out recently. Even that is like the beginning part is really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> no. I looked, uh, Serena just finished playing. I don't know if that screws up the timeline of this or not, but uh, she said one of the main reasons she was still playing her last US Open now was because of Tiger Woods. And I thought, wow. And I started reading about that. And that stuff that you don't, like before you would never hear of that, you mm-hmm. hear 10 years later, but. You see Tiger in the stands at all her matches and cheering mm-hmm. for, and I think that's awesome. I, I love yeah. to hear the backstory behind all that stuff. It's cool. To, back to the uh, mm-hmm. to the Jordan thing. If you want to watch or see interesting Jordan stuff, go on and um, find videos of other pro athletes that have played or hung out with him during his career mm-hmm. and how he never wants to lose. Like I don't know yeah. if it's from the last yeah. dance, but they, they do talk about that. They, they yeah. do a lot about that. Like half the series is about that mentality. <laughs> Was there the Jeremy Roenick one? When they said he would, he uh, he's a famous NHL player. And they said he went out and played 
36 holes or something. Yeah, yeah. They played 36 holes of golf. Jordan was like 10 beers deep and he didn't want to lose in golf. So they end up, like, they played the extra round. And then that night, Ronick bet, like, he's like, Jordan's been drinking all day. He's not going to, yeah. he's not going to win. Then he went and scored like 48 points or something. Whoa. <laughs> or, I think they show it and like his whole hands are shaved up. And oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's <just laughs> shooting. Or the, the young, uh, the young player after the first quarter would be like, Hey, you're not so good. Then that player doesn't score for the rest of the thing, and Jordan scores. But it's funny that Kobe used to do that too. That that's what was so incredible about Kobe. I hated Kobe, and then after he died, I seen oh. like all the cool. No, I seen like I I just thought he was a cocky young mm-hmm. anti. But he was the guy. second Jordan. He was awesome. He was man. the second was Jordan. So I love him now. Yeah, he's he was a he was <laughs> posthumously posthumously six feet under. <laughs> oh man, the. Uh, I read, read a funny joke the other day. Uh-huh. Dude, um, I got fired from my job because I kept asking people if they want smoking or non-smoking. Apparently, <laughs> the proper terms are cremation or burial. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Transitioning here from, sure. uh, from your publishing of writing to your practice of writing. You mentioned a few weeks ago at our little meeting here that mm-hmm. you want to – was it Restart? Yes. Rules on Writing Club? Yes, that's right. Restart. Um, I know it existed like pre-pandemic because that's when I first heard of it was around 2019. But I never had a chance to participate in it for just reasons like it was always too close, like work time. You were too good for them. Well, yeah. Well, exactly. exactly. So, so yeah, I I could never join because the times never never linked up properly. Then COVID hit and it stopped. And uh, like 2022, I just started getting the idea. Well, I want to bring this back, but like mm. I'll I'll take charge. I, I've never done anything like this before. Mm. Like organize uh, a writers group, mm. but I, I think this is something that'll be good for the Ulsan community because I feel this is something that's uh, mi- missing. Because I'm sure we have like art clubs or you know various yeah, a, sport clubs. Reading club, I think. Yeah, there's a reading yeah, club. Yeah. Page Bro- turners. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's Ulsan that page turners. Huh? You in that too? No, I'm, no. I'm, I'm in the Facebook. Group. I'm in the Facebook group. Too. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I think they have something that's. It's going to be fun. So I've um, I've been brainstorming different um, activities we can do like during like meetings. Um, I've worked on designing some logos if ever I make it into a, a Facebook uh, group right. as well. So uh, it's and I already found a, a location to uh, to host the meetings. Or you do it at uh, Mad Kiwi Mad Cafe. Kiwi Cafe. I, I I talked to the the two owners. They both gave me the thumbs up. It's just a matter of when I'm going to have the first meeting. You cool. Know? Nice, awesome, nice. awesome. This is open here too, man. If oh, you want to, uh, awesome. If you want to bring people. Thank so does you. Does that mean you got to do it on the weekends when they're there or when they're not? Well, there? that's my plan. I'm because I don't want to do it during the week. I have because I personally have like zero time with right. like uh, point park classes in my job, mm-hmm. and again, everyone's got their own unique work schedule. So it might it's probably going to be one or two Saturdays a month, yeah. like in their mm-hmm. uh, in their shop. Cool. And what are some aspects of it like? Do you have workshops? Do you just come and discuss well, your scripts? Well, yeah. That well, the idea is I want to encourage everyone to bring to the table whatever writing they enjoy doing. Like if you want to write short <laughs> fiction, yeah, there you go, there you go. You know, short <laughs> fiction. If you want to write poems, if you want to do scripts, all different mediums are welcome. Uh, we're going to uh, read, like share together, and. 
offer like constructive criticism on there, like what's great, what's something that can be improved on. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all we're all here to support each other. Throw uh, meat pie at the end. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, throw meat pies at each other. You like suck. <laughs> it's like that was terrible. <laughs> but but yeah, do a lot of readings. Talk about any a good story we've read or watched recently. Talk about something bad we've seen recently, or even share something creative that you know, we think other people would like, like read a passage from a book or whatever. Cool. And various other uh, game or activity ideas mm -hmm. I uh, have come up with. Cool. Yes. I like it. I like it. What's your, what's your biggest, uh, uh, what were your wish for it? You want it to, to develop further in the future? You want to have, uh, you know, meetings more often? What's the, what's your, your ideal where do you want to see it? Like it's it's just in its uh, in its early stages now. Where would you like to see it? In well, I like well, I like to see it would be um, well. Well, first, like get enough interest in in the uh, in the writers group. Have a have set meeting times. Like for example, like let's say second or fourth Saturday a month. Let's yeah. say like we have a standard meet time. The days Costco's are off. That's right. The day's Costco's there. You guys have nothing to do? Come on to the Riders Club. Come on to the Riders Club. And then uh, later on, maybe we can do something in collaboration with the um, uh, the how's it called? Uh, was it Cipher Poetry? The thing Sean O'Gorman did, yeah. where we can do a, a reading, like an open mic of yeah. our of our works. I mean, that's for the the yeah. future. Like share it with a public instead of just uh, a group of X number of people. A gathering storm. Page one. Page one. It's. It's like that. Uh, Beards by the end of it. It's like that Andy Kaufman bit where uh, he walks out and said, "Okay, and now a reading of the Great Gatsby," and he reads yeah, the yeah, Great yeah, Gatsby yeah, from yeah, beginning yeah, to yeah. end. Yeah, we'll do just that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, the good thing is, there's a lot of creative people in this. Thing. Well, and, right. And O'Gorman's definitely one of them. And uh, I think I think we're lucky. I, maybe it's everywhere. You just don't see them or hear about them maybe it's in every city well that that's another reason i i, I, I want to do that people and uh the more the merrier for for the clubs and and stuff like that i think it's great well yes and i i don't know who who's out here who has an interest in writing i i don't know that's why i, I, I want to get this started i feel like people here usually just wait for something to happen mm. like yeah. there is a lot of that yeah, yeah. And once so something gets the guy going, posted one on wilson online there a month ago about badminton mm -hmm. and I just put on, hey, man, you know, there's a lot of people that live here, but there's not a lot of activity. There's not a lot of doers. I said, way to go. Good job for taking the initiative and doing something and starting your badminton club. I said, I can't play. I would love to play. I don't have the mm -hmm. time right now, but good on you for doing this, and we need more guys like you. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Because that's it. I mean, Until you know, everyone's out there yeah. looking for the rugby guys. I post about hockey. Now he's on badminton. And I think of the old industry theater troupe or what was that what yeah. it was? Are they still ben, going? I mean, no. Ben. I don't think. But we okay. but I remember going to watch those plays at Christmas and stuff. And like those that was going to watch all your buddies up on stage, mm -hmm. you know, go out together, have a drink and a, and something to eat after. Like that was really fun. It was really community stuff. Yeah, I saw their I can't remember what year it was. I saw their production of a Neil Simon play and they did a great job on it. It was funny. All, all Everyone was had a good awesome. time. Yeah. yeah. I caught one of the one of the later ones but it was i remember patrick from jj's got up and i was like this guy owns a bar he doesn't know what he, i'm like oh he knows how to act it was it was crazy man <laughs> yeah, hidden talent he, did a, he did a real like it was a real acting i was like holy shit like i, I believe the character and everything it was good it was really nice does it happen now or not? 
No, like they they rented out the theater. Like you'd go sit in a small theater. That awesome. uh, yeah. was it Dongarami Theater? Yeah, like yeah. Go, going up top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but they, no, I, I saw well, excuse me, uh, Song Yeah, and oh, I, I okay. used to see them in Donggu at one of the high school gyms mm. or oh. high school theaters. Or something. Awesome, so they've yeah. they've been all over, but they've always been able to make it work. But yeah, it's good for them. Really cool. So um, again, uh, onto your school. I think last time we sat down, you were probably. Just starting? Or I was. I I was maybe? barely start. I uh, last time we talked, I only did my first summer class, and okay. I was just starting my uh, okay, first okay. full semester. So I know you visited Point Park. Mm-hmm. That's pretty safe, right? Yeah, yeah. Hollow Point Park is the is the dangerous one. The bullet joke. Um, <laughs> anyways, you. Uh, yeah, how was the experience so far? Oh, it and was what uh, maybe some hurdles or, or current stuff. Yeah, biggest hurdle so far, current stuff you're you're working on. Well, uh, well, actually, the biggest hurdle was, I mean, uh, as we talked earlier, was uh, my flight over. That was the biggest hurdle. But yeah. <laughs> but the actual uh, program experience was overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Uh, I made a lot of, uh, you know, I got to see my classmates like face to face, breathing the same air cool. at the same time. <laughs> uh, we're it's a fantastic group. Made some great friends. My instructors are awesome, and um, I actually fell in love with uh, Pittsburgh. I thought it was a f- fantastic – my first time visiting, thought it yeah. was a happening city, and I'm looking forward to going again. Oh, yeah. I- I'll be um, going there again in May for my uh, final residency. Mm. And um, so, I know, yeah, I've got to stay in the dorms, got to explore the downtown area, and the uh, class we did was, uh, was, I mean, fantastic. We learned how to do a TV writer's room over the summer. So cool. That was, and we get to learn how to work with another writer for the first time because we spend so much time just writing on our own because it's such a solitary hobby yeah. and and career. But um, yeah, yeah, writing with other people is, uh, is such an important learning experience. I like got to bounce ideas so off and teach it a. Uh- to be respectful, is that the idea? Well, that's the idea. Well, and also, yeah, be respectful of others' opinions yeah. and um, – Shut up. That's stupid. Well, and, and also, just learn that sometimes someone's suggestion is better than what you can come up with. Like, yeah. it, it's more creative. It's more interesting. You're like, huh, I never thought of that. Yeah, I'm going to add that. Yeah. So, yeah. I had good. a logo developed recently and it was the same thing. Like, I had an idea and I told the guy, like, oh, do this. And then uh-huh. he sent me his. I was like, wow, it's not even – not even close. Like the the professionals or, or other people have way, way better ideas. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, like, like, that's why collaboration yeah. is so awesome. I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's it just, yeah, learn so much. I'm yeah. glad I had the experience. Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. Um, what about the, I think something you spoke pretty passionately about was audio drama? That, Bingo! Yeah, 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 yeah. You can say either uh, it can, uh, yeah, audio drama or narrative podcast. They're used like interchangeably. Okay, okay. So I only learned that this medium existed like a year ago. Okay. So my um, professor is involved, uh, made his own called. It's called America After Midnight. It's a horror anthology series. Yeah. It is great. Like, oh my goodness! It just like. Open parts of my brain to like different storytelling avenue possibilities. Cool, eh? and, well, that's something that I'm. We're actually going to be like learning in school is, yeah. is how to do these things. So I, I mean, I definitely long term goal. I want to get a narrative podcast slash audio drama off the ground. Oh, yeah. Nice. Can you? What's the difference between a regular podcast or just a an audio book? For people who aren't familiar with the, so with like a, a traditional audio book would be like, say, you have a novel, you have maybe one person just 
reading the book to you, mm. like chapter one in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So that, that would be like a traditional audio book. Yeah, yeah. So an audio drama would be like those uh, radio plays from back in the day where you War have- the Worlds? Like War of the Worlds in a way, yeah, where, where you have X number of actors reading dialogue and you have uh, sound effects, more emphasis mm -hmm. on sound effects like doors slamming, uh, the tires screeching, yes. uh, the sound of bullets if you're doing like mm -hmm. an action thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot more of a – it's like, yeah, updated radio dramas there essentially. There used to be a lot of podcasts like back in 2014 or 15, like that. Like, mm -hmm. There is just like crime scene happening mm. and that's the only thing that happens on the podcast. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's cool. Can you give us any insight as to uh, some thoughts you're having about what you uh, about your future project? Do you got any? Ideas? Well, well, something I'm kicking around right now is um, I would I'm a anthology nut. I I love you know tales from the crib, Twilight Zone. So these are just uh, these are just uh, individual episodes of uh, right, of right. A, so they're they're individual self-contained episodes where. Each episode is a completely different story, completely different character. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, sometimes there might be an overall theme, like uh, Black, Mirror Black Mirror is all – they're all completely different stories, but they're Future all science dystopia. fiction. They're all about our anxieties with technology and things like that. Dystopian technological future. So, I, I have an idea of like doing my own – anthology type series but for a, for an audio drama yeah. and usually for these things like each episode would be between let's say i don't know 15 to 20 minutes in length mm. maybe you have three or four actors reading parts yeah. and obviously somebody to work the you know the mics and the equipment and edit in sound or mm. whatever you need at the end cool what uh, what role do you <laughs> what role do you imagine playing uh, playing in this one the reason I ask, like, when we take on any project, it's like we just assume we have to learn every single aspect of the project. Like, when we, again, when we started this, it's like, oh, fuck, I got to learn about mics. I got to learn about uh, editing mm. editing audio. I have to learn about – we tried to do video, which is a huge pain in the dick. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> whoa. Do you as, – as the, you know – with this medium, what do you imagine doing? Do you do you want to have your fingers in in every part of it? Do you want to outsource some this or that? some some parts? I would I would out outsource. I mean, what I see for me is like I'll, I'll develop the script, mm. I'll direct the actors, mm. I'll try to find or like highlight what areas of sound I need, mm. and uh, I would. He took a leak. Yeah, he he, he took sound. he took a leak. <laughs> Our main character's now taking a dump. You know, <laughs> yeah, plopping sound. <laughs> and then yeah, also so, squirting water sound. <laughs> what did he eat? Oh my goodness! So yeah, then yeah, find the appropriate uh, sound effects, and uh, I would work with like an editor or a technician, mm. and uh, you know, point out like where they should go, yeah. how how long I want these things to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I would work with somebody else in the Wednesday was taco night at Taco bell so it was a violent night <laughs> in the bathroom <laughs> have, have you where would you say your confidence level is in terms of like these kind of shorter projects or or where you're given a fixed time to produce something a day a weekend whatever How, would you be confident enough to enter contests and, and stuff like that right now or not really 
Um, I mean, if there are any, uh, like, contests uh, available, I mean, I'm more than happy to, like, uh, you know, try it out. Give it a try. Because, I mean, I, I don't know how, like, uh, full-length work or whatever would stack against other people. So would, you ever, would you ever know? Like, Blair Witch, I'm sure they didn't know that their shit was going to take off. No, no a lot of these so. things you, you just don't know at all. It's just like with um, – Stephen King's first book, Carrie, he had – if you read his book on writing, I couldn't believe the amount of rejections he got yeah. from that book. I mean, he was like working part-time at a dry cleaner. He was a high school, high teacher, school teacher. And like he had what? Like 30, 40 rejection letters before the book got published? Yeah, and look, look at him now. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think it's more easy nowadays, right? Like you start with something, you get following, and then it kind of acts as a feedback. Well, yeah, especially with like social media, yeah. with like Kickstarters or like Indiegogos. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's probably a much easier today. Like just a 40. YouTube channel or Instagram page, like you just see how your content is being received. Mm. You build your own audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we brought him up last time, one of our past guests, and I, I think you were going to look into it or, or maybe not, but Ryan Estrada. Ah, uh, yes, that? yes. Because, I mean, I don't. He's to me. He's he's like everything in in terms of writing and well, he did the audio drama and all too, didn't he? That's that's what I'm yeah, coming yeah. to. So he did one of those. But and uh, I I think wasn't Carrie Mayer from the Super yeah. Lotus Giant Superfan. He was one of the actors in in the. Uh, so he was doing some of these contests in Boston. I don't know how often there, but he seems like he's always got something for any of those. I think it was during the Piff. Music fest or film festival, mm-hmm. they had like a twenty-four hour something like this challenge. Yeah, yeah. What can you make in twenty-four hours? And he always comes up with stuff, and I just go, "Wow, that's wild, man!" Mm. Um, but that definitely there are those contests or whatever out there, and mm-hmm. I think lots of times in Busan, especially, they're probably associated with the film festival. Oh, oh yeah. Um, but he did do one of those audio. What do you call it? Uh, audio drama. Audio dramas. And uh, wasn't it like Dickens or something? He did. He did. It was a really interesting. I'll check it here. Yeah. But he, he's okay. got he's got some really cool stuff, and that's why I was just wondering if if you had looked into it at all because he does those short stories. He does all those. All those, he's got so many different genres and types of stuff. I, think, I just think it's really wild, and he's kind of you know just whatever comes to mind today. That's what I'm going to do. If it's a novel, if it's a short story, if it's a no, fiction. I had no idea. I just knew about his uh, his uh, comics and his like illustration type project. I had no idea yeah. about this audio drama part. Yeah, but, but kind of same thing. I think he, if someone presents it, yeah, I'll try that. Sure, but uh, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to compare it to. But when I check out his stuff, I just think, man, that's pretty awesome. I, I really enjoyed that, and. Uh, and his book, and I mean, he's got a couple books, but yeah, he's got all kinds of different stuff that's not, I, I would say, for me, it's not kind of like traditional writing stuff. Mm. It's all different kind of stuff that I haven't really seen a lot of, but now I'm I'm more curious about. Wow, awesome. He's a uh, yeah, multi, multi-talent man. <clears throat> Anyways, back to, um, yeah, your time back home. What was... Uh, well, any any big takeaways, lessons, epiphanies? You were home for what three three weeks? So you did what eight states, six beds? I, I did years. like I think I want, I want to say seven <laughs> to eight beds, yeah. five different states, three different airlines. Very nice, very nice. What are the other than the uh, the mix up uh, mix ups at the airport and whatnot? Any big takeaways, lessons, epiphanies? Any big uh, motivations? Some. 
um, you know, some urges. some striking, yeah, some <laughs> some urges. Uh, let's see, like the the one re- major difficulty was definitely that that coming to you know that uh, Toronto hiccup. I yeah, mean, yeah. That, that was probably the, the biggest hurdle. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, what I really got from that trip is um, I had a great experience. Um, you know, m- m- uh, developing new friendships, seeing family. Mm-hmm. Um, I even got to do a major bucket list item with my dad doing um, five days in a- fishing in Alaska. Oh, cool! I wow. loved it. I loved. It. That's something. It's something I I mentioned bucket list because that's something I've been wanting to do since I was a teenager. Oh, and, okay, okay. And especially COVID was a big, uh, you know, kick in the pants needed to uh, get those two years of our lives that have been stolen from us. Mm -hmm. So I like, you know, know, get this done. So, I mean, he he did all the organizing. So, I mean, we had a just wonderful time spending time together. I mean, we we caught zero fish. Uh, We caught zero fish in Alaska. We did catch... We did catch... You went on a five-day fishing trip and (laughs) caught zero fish? You know, funnily, funnily... I'm taking your money and bringing you to Canada next time. Funnily, funnily, I I did catch <laughs> I did catch two big fish in Texas though. Yeah, I so I did get on. something, but nothing like it. However, I did drive in the rain for two hours in a boat. That was fun. I saw a bald eagle, saw some sea lions, yeah. saw you know Why black. Why you guys all look at me when he said bald eagle? <laughs> Fuck all you guys. <laughs> Listen, I'm taking your money next time and I'm gonna up the bucket list. Nate uh, tours right there. You're gonna you're gonna have a Nate hell of a snapper time surprise. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how much so, something People like that costs. People are catching cost, but... so much fish in Delagon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they jump in your canoe, man. But no, right you, in my you boat. still got those pictures? Yeah. Dude, we went... Oh, you got to dig those up. Yeah. On my computer. You got to sure. dig those up, man. Yeah. But, but no, it was... It was a, I have uh, overwhelmingly just uh, like positive experience, like, you know, That's going awesome. back home. And yeah. I even felt like the trip ended too soon. Like, I just yeah. wanted to oh. stay even longer. Yeah, you wanted Amanda to go special there. <laughs> Six months back home. Well, mine, mine was seven <laughs> weeks and it didn't seem like, you know, I said, I think before we left, it was like after a week, you're like, okay, I'm ready to go back. Mm-hmm. But this time I wasn't ready to go. I mean, not not ready to go back, but I didn't feel that after a week or two. And I think it was just a different stage that my kids are at. Mm-hmm. To see them just having the time of their life, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that makes me happy. And, you know, that, that was a, a big difference this time. Before it was like a babysitting trip. Mm. You know, I got to babysit, change diapers, this, mm-hmm. that, whatever. And this was kind of like they're old enough to just go play with their cousins. And they're not doing drugs yet. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing too crazy. You don't crazy. have to worry about anything crazy. <laughs> yeah, out, yeah. Of, out of camp and yeah, everyone yeah. just – everyone's in the same mode. It's just summer vacation. Just have fun. Yeah. So that was a big difference for when they're, when they're 18 and like, I'm going to the store. You're like, hey, you're not going to the store. You're going to smoke a joint. <laughs> 14, I think. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe one thing going home. Mm-hmm. Probably not the same as you, but the amount of marijuana stores blew my mind. Yeah. And I mean, it's legalized now. It's, they get cookies and jellies and everything, but <laughs> I don't. That might have changed my my view on what I think of if it's good or not. I mean, just being able to smoke a joint, great. But man, having like marijuana warehouses everywhere, everywhere you go, like I mean, in Winnipeg, it's like every tenth store, every fifth store is a marijuana store. Yeah, but you can buy you can buy soju in every place here. Right? Yeah, I I know, but I'm just I. It's a, it was a huge change. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was none. I mean, there was none last. All the years I've been alive, there's none. You had to buy it from Buddy on the street mm-hmm. or whatever. But are they only marijuana stores? Yeah, they oh. just sell marijuana goods. Yeah, I mean, every, 
pills, capsules, A to Z, everything marijuana. Oil. Now they got drinks. Now they have like root beer, marijuana root beer. Nice. <laughs> so you don't want to really? smoke it? No problem. You just drink a root beer. I like the vapes. Those yeah. are there's vapes step, there is a DNC in those things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's everything don't from, from candies to <laughs> e, ab, A to Z, anything, man. But now the, the drink ones are like some guys don't want to smoke and some guys don't like to eat. And so there's just, there's something for absolutely everybody. Those, the vape pens, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. You say that and that's, I was out with a few different groups. I think it's too common, too easy. Mm. Like you just, okay. Like the whole night for well, six hours? Well, like something, something's wrong, man. Uh, we we never depends. We the, never did it like that before. Like, but it, it depends what what the breakdown is of the of the weed too, right? If it's all, sure. if it's I all mean, absolutely CBD. And, but I just wonder if it's you know if people are the tolerance is getting up without any yeah, consciousness. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. it's just too easy to just pull this thing out of your pocket in the bathroom at work, where, anywhere you are, you can okay. just. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> like it's it's you know, and it's it's even for cigarettes. I mean, the guys who have the nicotine ones, it, the, those vape things, it it just seems way too easy to just do it whenever you. Oh, nothing to do. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I think that's what a lot of people end up doing. Like they got nothing to do. Let's get high. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't. I mean, I I also still believe that there's a kind of a line. I don't know what it is between being relaxed and chilled and happy uh, on the weekends after work. You know, smoke a joint or. or all the time, mm. and and if it's you know have a couple of gummy bears at work, like when do, <laughs> when does it stop? I mean, for booze, you can't you can't. It's a lot harder to conceal your booze in the workplace or wherever. I mean, it's called uh, being a responsible adult. But, but, but this is where I think that's. But you can you can make that argument with anything. But too. they also have those liquor filled chocolates now. You yeah, just, yeah. just say like, just have some, just have some candy. Yeah. Don't mind me. <laughs> but you could, I mean, you can eat McDonald's every day. You can eat you can eat these fucking banana things all the time. But it's not going to be good for you. You no. got to as a it, it, as usual everything in moderation. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's yeah. the problem I see now is that like the screens like we don't we know people can't control themselves. Okay. You you can but yeah. but people don't. I mean, the screens is a perfect example, and now and now this and porn, and I mean, there's the addictions are just getting more and more and worse and worse. Well, and it's also it's amplified because of you know COVID, people being locked in their homes all the time. So and our everyone's screen time just went you know hundred percent, hundred ten percent up. Oh yeah. So this is what this is like. We joke at my brother's the eye lounge or whatever. Like you could we could walk up after dinner, and there's a time where just everyone's sitting there. The addiction and the ease of addiction now maybe seems a lot easier where before you had to, you know, go to the store and buy the booze or go and now you have this thing that I guess you could have bought a crate before of cigarettes. But did you read the expat dad's one last night? No. There was one, uh, the guy saying like my wife. Oh, yeah. Completely completely addicted to her phones. Mm -hmm. Don't know how to. Not her phone. He said games. Like oh, she just, a game. He's he's game. This game she plays whatever it's taken over her life. But like stop or not totally if ignoring the kids, but dads, it's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> but that—that's why I think now is just. But how do you how do you approach that, honey? You have a. I think addiction. Usually, you'd feel like you're you're really hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. It, it's physically bad. You're you're mm. taking you're consuming a drug or, or booze. Right, but it's hard to four hours is not addiction six hours is <laughs> or four you hours draw the line, four yeah. hours of hardcore playing but you completely are fine after that and focused. 
or 10 hours of kind of on and you're off. not in either zone, game zone or family zone. <sighs> I, I guess part of it was just maybe thinking of how easy it is to be addicted to this, these things. Now, it just it didn't used to be like that. One touch porn, a fully loaded marijuana pen all the time. Just <laughs> It just seems like it's it's way more easy and convenient. Like a fucking great vacation to me. And we can... <laughs> no wonder he didn't want to come we, back. <laughs> and we can say, we can say, you know, responsible adult parenting. Is it, but obviously it's not the case because this is a huge problem in many countries. Mm-hmm. And Do people at home really... Like, if we can stay out of it, great. But, I mean, I don't think... A lot of people obviously can't. It's was it like uh, what's the mentality in the groups that you were in? Do they recognize it as a as a problem, or is it is it? My thing was it went from like one to the next. If it wasn't, if it we're not on the phones tonight, tonight we're drinking. If we're not drinking tonight, it's marijuana. <laughs> it was like it was all. It's like almost there was always something around. See, um, that's that pushes me to want to just go to the mountain and be a Buddhist <laughs> for even more. Just like so that that's what I mean. Like the ease of the just ease become of a hermit. Things, <laughs> just became way too convenient all of a sudden. Are we losing the ability to just exist? You like you always. It seems like you always need some. Sort of I, I, I do think we're losing the ability to entertain ourselves yeah. or just be content with silence. Well, you know? Hold on, I was. Uh, it was probably a year ago or so, but pulled up to one of my classes early, had an extra five minutes, turned some tunes on uh-huh. in the car. And I thought like, wow, man, if this was 50 years ago, people would be absolutely amazed that you didn't have to carry like a massive record around mm. and plug it into a wall and then listen to that. <laughs> like uh, we have every tune so yeah. possible, every movie or tune or whatever. You can just fucking you push a button on the phone and then you connect that to your to the car speaker wirelessly, like, mm-hmm. why is that not enough? We're, just, we're like, we're, we're never well, content. Buddy, that's we a never satisfied. Mars and yeah. and that's <laughs> shit. Yeah. We're just scratching the. It's gonna get really crazy, man. But how? Like, how is that not? I think it boils down to like intent. Yeah. Like, if you, for example, you like writing stuff. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have that, then you will probably distract yourself by doing one of those things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you like approach it, like your life with okay, I'm inter- interested in this. I'm going to pursue this. Yeah, yeah. Then probably those things don't. Yeah, yeah, so that is this, this is the Waldorf schools, isn't it? I mean, no electronics, no brands, no labels. The toys are all connected to earth, wooden or, or whatever. There's no plastic shit. No, no, no. He's That's he's also talking dumb though, like. <laughs> You are missing out on so much cool things. When but but it comes at a, it comes well. If you look at the what we call success of many people, a lot of them are Waldorf products. It it makes your brain think in a certain way that you'd rob your mind of when you're just you know all these five year old two year olds on their phones at restaurants. They're robbing themselves of thinking. Mm. Oh, it's just instant gratification. So my two of my nephews, three of my nephews are just finishing. Nephews, my cousins' kids. Sorry, and still nephews. You know, they get they get get introduced to screens when they get to high school or something. Mm -hmm. But they've had that time to nurture their mind and Mm -hmm. get those creative thinking skills and juices flowing. And it's not you just completely abstain from it. It's just introduced at a later stage when you might be able to decipher more right from wrong or good from bad or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think. Just think about the social cues and shit. Like when you were, I we've talked about it before. You're 
taking a road trip with your parents right when you're young mm. you're listening to them talk you're hearing the tunes on the radio the dj talk or whatever now it's you're you're numbing yourself to watching to reading the signs to to looking at the things around you mm. you're numbing you're numbing your brains or whatever if, if kids are using it in the back they're numbing their brain just bought like Fuck whatever. No, no, the back oh, of this. They're not, they're not the playing I Spy at all. Have ads attached to them. Yeah. Like, like that's becoming common. Oh, well, well, that's like, like on an airplane. Yeah. yeah. One of my friend, I just he asked me where do I live, right. and I said, uh, you know the big green thing while going to KTX. He's like, I never seen it. Like, how do you miss it? Because uh, <laughs> you're on phone, right? Yeah. yeah. No, and that's uh, just think about all the social cues and and just I mean even vocabulary or shit that oh, yeah. that you hear. People mm-hmm. saying different ideas, but you're you're not getting any of that adult input. It's mm-hmm. just so uh, from back to the education part and kind of connected to this. When I was back, was oh man, must have been almost a dozen people that I talked to that are completely dissatisfied with public education, mm. putting their kids in private school, eight, ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year. <sighs> and I was like, one, you got to have the cash to do that. Mm-hmm. But two, I mean, man, like I. I never heard that before. I mean, it was only like the richest of the rich kids that went to private school. Oh, yeah. And now I was like, holy shit. I mean, friends, cousins, not a... I mean, I asked a lot of people, what about public school? Like, is it my three my three nephews of just two... One graduated, one graduating this year, and one more coming up? They, I mean, they seem to be fine, normal, whatever we want to call that. Mm-hmm. But I just can't believe how many people... I talked to that were not satisfied and realized that it's getting off out of control. It's, it's just not mm-hmm. okay. Where they're missing out on key learning milestones and they, it's not cutting it. So you either have to do a lot of heavy lifting at home. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the time to do that or you're double income family, then I think the solution is just send them to private school. Right. And private kindergartens, like, like, like here, like international school, like just random, like average people doing that. I, didn't run into that before, and that was kind of an eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. If if I went home, I mean, is that something you have to consider sending them to private school? What's the what? It depends what the expectation of again of the of the public school is. What's are our parents setting it too high? Are they saying I'm going to send my kid here? I want them to come out and no. Be, I think it's what we mm-hmm. talked about before. Yeah. The the classroom has gotten so diverse, you can't meet everyone's needs and, yeah. and at the same right. time Shout everyone is su- everyone is everyone <laughs> yeah. is suffering back to traditional because teaching, you, yeah. you have to i mean i heard of some extreme examples and i've heard of some i think he's called for segregation <laughs> but apartheid canada the, Jesus uh, Christ, man. slow down <laughs> i just i just couldn't believe how many people were dissatisfied in general <laughs> to a point where they take their kids out so then i would ask other people like what do you think i mean what about private school would you why not what are the? Pro- it's too bloody expensive. But if I could, I would, mm-hmm. because the public school system's failing, and that puts a lot on my shoulders at home to take care of all this. We're both working. We don't really have the time for that. The kids, you know, are attached to their phones now. It's one hard. can quit the job, save the private school tuition. And so that's do, uh, so, yeah. So that I mean, that's the that's kind of the situation. And I just <clears throat> before, and maybe it's because the kids are of school age now that before it wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. But I also have older cousins, friends, whatever, that kids were in school. We all have kids different ages. But that never came up. It was not even a talk. And it, maybe this is post-corona stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That people got pissed off during corona 
And now they actually pay attention. Mm. And they're like, I got to teach my, holy shit, my kid can't read. I <laughs> yeah, thought they just learned that at school. Like, I got to actually teach them to read. Holy shit. The whole well, world changed. Or I don't have time. I'm going to send them to private school because they'll, they'll crack the whip there and they'll get them in shape. Well, yeah, a lot of kids are behind, again, to go what you said, because with, with COVID, a lot of them were doing online stuff or there were just mm. uh, several hiccups because no one knows what they're doing. No one's on the same page. Dude, you could ruin a kid's I, educational career by not teaching them to read properly. I wonder if that taking them out of school made a lot of parents go, holy shit. Okay, the teachers have a tough time. That too, I can't yeah. deal with my kid. Um, but they're also missing, you know, they can't do this. Shouldn't they be able to do basic addition or multiplication or write a paragraph or that, whatever stage they're at? You know what, though? There's a lot of people, too, a lot of a lot of quote critics who want to poke holes in everything and ask questions about education and shit and have fucking same here. No idea what they're talking about. Oh, no, but, I, but I think people know that you should be able to read by grade two. Oh, yeah. So so well, I think course. this is what I'm saying. I think it's general stuff. I don't think it's a lot okay. of this specific stuff. I mm. mean, your kids should be able to spell basic words, mm. do basic arithmetic. Mm-hmm. So if they can't or it's challenging, you know. Well, they I could mean, read the read the curriculum outline. If they're not meeting those those things, then then they're behind. Mm-hmm. But that's that all that shit's well defined in the in the in the curriculum. Man. But that's that's what I'm yeah. saying. I think mm-hmm. it's a general idea or opinion that yeah, if yeah. these people would have, it's not they're not picking specific mm-hmm. things like, hey, my kids are freaking me. I gotta do something. Yeah, Something's yeah. wrong. But I do think that in this day and age, if you want to impart your values to your kids, you have to do a lot of heavy lifting. Absolutely, hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent. A lot of people. Otherwise, yeah. social media is going to do it. That's there it. is like oh, so I got much a, diversity I got of opinions now. Like not only in kids but also in parents. Like you, you yeah. can't combine everything in one school. So, do, do you know who annoys me? But has a really good point about that is uh, uh, who's the really yappy conservative? He's got the eyebrows like this. Oh, uh, uh, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Punchable face guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, dude, he's he's very outspoken. 90% yeah, was, annoying, but 10% makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, but his thing about imparting, I've heard him talk about, like, I want, I raise my kids here because I want them to have my values, the values I, was grow, I grew up yeah. with. Mm-hmm. I've sat down and thought about it, and I think this is the, th- this is what I want my kids to do. Mm-hmm. They should learn this according to me, their parent, not according to society or, or mm. what you think. This is what I want to teach my kids. And I, I do. I agree with that. And I think that's, that's why uh, you should homeschool your kids. <laughs> so the the brainy bunch, I just read there, I think they're called the Hardings. I told you about before. They have 12, 10 kids. The and they were, in, they were in university, but the average of the 10 kids, like university by age 12. Okay. And <laughs> that's, what she, that's what she talks about a lot is we want our kids to have our values. Mm. We don't want... Hollywood bringing up my kids with these movies. We can watch funny movies, but they're also educational funny. We can watch this. You can argue both sides. I'm just bringing in, they said to this point, we want them to have our value. We want to raise our kids. We don't want some teacher that we have no idea what the heck they care about or don't care about raising our kid. We don't want these TV shows responsible for teaching our kids values, morals, ethics, whatever. And, and these podcasts and these whatever we'll we will Simpsons talk we will help them and, and guide them and I mean I don't know she says they're not geniuses what's the chance of having ten geniuses not likely but they're doing something right 
And, and they use some backdoor routes and this and that, but she said, you know, we want Dad should take some backdoor want, routes. We want Christian, we want Christian values. Right down. And I don't know if <laughs> your school teaches the Christian values that yeah. we want. Yeah. So if I want that, then we got to homeschool our kids. Dinosaurs are a chef. Everything. Mm-hmm. Like if you want fake uh, news. Scientifically <laughs> inclined child, you can't do that at school too. Right? I think like yeah. there are just not enough passionate teachers teaching kids. They but that's there. another... That, that's, they are just there to collect their paychecks, right? <laughs> Which are dog shit. In the state's Severely low. There are very passionate teachers who, who are there to make a difference and change lives. And, but, I think a challenging but, part but now is... Constrained by the curriculum, too, a lot of them. Yeah, sure. Right? Mm. And, and, and constrained by the demographic of the population. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's... I said, from A to Z, the difference of levels and abilities and skills and backgrounds and histories and of students is just mind-boggling now. It's huge. It's very, very challenging. So what do you what do you do? What do you do? You homeschool. You gotta you gotta have a job that allows that. Pretty hard. Private school. You gotta have the money. Public school. You gotta do the heavy lifting. You're not gonna be sleeping. I don't. I, don't, the thing, I feel I do a lot of heavy lifting at home. I let know, the let the kids do the regular regular thing. You supplement it with whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But isn't isn't life or just yeah life in general just about finding the one thing you like you you get your basic Find you, you your get your basic yeah. bag of goods that can or your basic bag of tools that that allows you to navigate you find the thing you like and you you follow that path man you get you want to do programming you go down that road you want to mm. you want to write you do that you want to. And dude, everything's on YouTube now. You can just learn. Yeah, learn whatever that's you want. the problem. So leave your kid at home. Leave your kid at home watching YouTube until he finds out what he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, listen to oh, these no, no. five TED talks and find your passion. I want to be a proto critic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's. Well, I know. The, I know someone here. Uh, one of the. Uh, one of uh, a Korean guy married a Japanese lady, and she's he criticizes her because she watches too much anime. Hmm. Loves all the the classics or whatever. Right. She, she's into that uh, Japanese animation. So the in talking to her, she has like a, a deep knowledge and and mm-hmm. she analyzes them like you got like you have to watch this because this character is the most annoying mm-hmm. thing about anime people. You have to watch this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you're not well, living. They're the, they're the vegans <laughs> of the, yeah. the vegans of the cartoon world. <laughs> the uh, but uh, like her knowledge base and an experience with that um, medium, I guess, is so deep. Like she could be a teacher. She she analyzes everything about him. I don't know why she doesn't monetize that in a in yeah. a YouTube channel or if that ruins it for her. But you can be a um, a pro in anything. And I wanted to oh, get to that about you. Do you plan to monetize this stuff? Like, how do you plan to do it? Yeah. Like, like Wilson stories. Writing Club. 50 bucks. Oh, there you go. There you go. The Old Sun Riding Club. 50 bucks. There you go. It's like, you'll get a great experience. I promise. 50 yeah, bucks at yeah. the door. <laughs> Just you reading your story over and over. Like, all right, guys, you need some criticism. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What, uh, yeah, do you ever plan to, is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what uh, are some ways for uh, maybe... You classify yourself as a story writer. Mm-hmm. Well, I I don't want to like pigeonhole myself to like uh, just one medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I, I I've got this uh, like you know this short fiction. I'm I'm talking about this uh, audio drama. I I want to have dip my toe in, in in many different areas of writing, not just do you know one thing. I mean, I got. 
I have a, I feel like I have a lot of stories to tell, but there's just it's just a matter of the the approach I take. What would yeah. be the appropriate outlet for X story? Mm-hmm. No, cool. but like for photographers now, it's like Instagram. Like you mm-hmm. put hundred pictures on Instagram, you get get traction. Then you have maybe an exhibition, maybe some sponsorships. Mm. Are there like modern tracks for writing? Oh yeah, well yeah, it well depends on what what you write. Like for um, I mean for short fiction, I mean it's not easy to to make money. I mean the yeah. the key would <laughs> the key would be to um, get a certain amount published, let's say in various outlets, and then after you get to whatever number your goal is, then you can like self publish that through like Amazon. Right. For example, or um, with um, like with audio dramas, I, I just have to do make sure I get you know enough reviews and you know market it X way. And um, if I make say short films, it would I mean those cost money, so I would just do like a, like a pa- Patreon or mm-hmm. Indiegogo, and you know release it on to festivals or to uh, YouTube. Yeah. Make a channel that way to yeah. Uh, yeah. you know get the word out and you know make a living in that area when you do when you talk like that i feel like oh man there is a way i always yeah. thought before because it was so it's such a mystery of i like, follow a bunch you... of there are youtube channels just dedicated for publishing short films mm-hmm. like you don't publish it on your channel but you send it to them mm-hmm. and they have like following of 20 million and stuff so your like 10 minute movie gets watched a lot mm. but Means I don't know how the how it works in terms of writing, mm. but but yeah, it just depends on like yeah what medium you want to yeah. do because because it it really varies like how, how you're gonna get your your work out there. I think Estrada is a good example of that. He trudged yeah. through the trenches for years and years and years, and you know something got picked up all of a sudden, and then poof, and now he's the ball's rolling. Well, yeah, and that's the that's the key too is you you got to have like a, to be a writer. It's I mean it's not for sissies. You got to have a thick skin. Yeah. A lot of people are going to say I don't like your story or you're it's garbage. I'm not publishing it. I mean this story got published. I got something like seven rejection letters before it got published at this uh, site. Brutal. How do you feel after number six? You're like, cock, I got to throw this shit out. Well, You're I, one step closer to getting a yes. Well, oh, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's I like the thing. That 50, what did you talk about? Count your 50 rejections or like uh, you got to – 50 no's. Lo- looking for 50 no's. You got to look for 50 no's and then after that. Well, my thing is I just got to keep on going because I know there's got to be at least one yes out there. Yeah. You know, and, and there was. You know, awesome. Lo and nice. behold. That's fantastic. Cool, man. What do you think about the new genre of uh, slasher or horror films? Do you think there are more interesting concepts out there? Because we have had like a bunch of vampire films, right. a bunch of zombie films. Mm. Do you? What do you think is the next genre? For uh, just for for horror in general, like just a potential areas to explore for new films. Well, I mean, um... because like. People don't want to watch like hundred zombie film, right? Mm-hmm. Made the same way. Well, the the key is to take something that's been done before and just add something fresh to it, something you've never seen before. Like um, to go with the example of uh, Kingdom. Now, that's a brilliant way to do a zombie movie because first, you have a historical setting. I've never seen zombies in the Joseon setting before. That's <laughs> yeah. different. Also, number <laughs> number two, the other thing that's different is they only become zombies at nighttime. During yeah. the day, 
they go back to being dead yeah. and they can't move. That's also different. I've never seen it's that a good, It's before. a good concept, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, th that's the key. Just um, take something that's been done before because a lot of it has already been done before. But what can you add to it that's different? It has been done. I am what? legend Will Smith. Ah, there you go. Well, actually, that, well, yeah, I know you're right. There's, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's, yeah, well, I mean, they're supposed to be vampires, but still, yeah, it's been, yeah, yeah, yeah. Done, it's been done before. But again, still no, but good. there has to be like a new breakthrough field. Like, I means maybe not now, but yeah, 20 years down the line, Martians, there will be like a new, completely new genre. And I think that will be like the, whoever comes up with that will just. Well, I mean, for a right. while, there was a kind of a movement in like a home invasion type horrors like mm -hmm. where most of it is just set like in somebody in somebody's house and you're That's trying to prevent night, nightly news in florida <laughs> yeah there you, there you go <laughs> horrors in my house or or better yet you have um i mean with with covid you can probably get a bajillion virus ideas just from that alone remember outbreak and how, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah actually that's something i did at the height of the uh, pandemic i just did a marathon of uh vi of just pandemic movies like yeah. outbreak or uh, uh what's the one uh Contagion, that yeah, that yeah, one, yeah, yeah. and there was a third, a uh, Twelve Monkeys, you Twelve know? Monkeys, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What what's the next one? Dinosaurs, they did. Well, because they already have the, a bajillion, like you know, shark movies going on. Yeah. They go animal attacks sea in general. Monsters. Yeah. Think of it. You got to invent a new monster, the, like the new. This is a new mindfuck. I don't know. Th think about like the. I was thinking about inventing a new Christmas character. If you could do that, like mm -hmm. they did Olaf. Yeah. For I mean that that's huge. It's just a a, a twist on. Um, on frosty there but if you can invent a new monster or there's actually there's a subcategory of horror for like holidays like there's christmas horror there's like valentine's day horror and on and on make one oh, for like dude. make one for chew soccer lunar new year there you go Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> There's like razor blades in the pepper. Uh... Or, or the pepero comes alive and they try to they try to eat you. You don't eat them, you know. Yeah. Ah. I think that guy might be closer to that. Santa Slasher. Who produces hereditary? Like he hmm. seems to be onto something new, right? Who's the hmm? the guy who uh, produces hereditary or the Midsummer? Who's oh, Midsummer? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you. Midsummer. That's dude. That was on TV the other day. <laughs> Regular five, TV. Dude, at five yeah, five thirty six a.m. Oh, that's I'm heavy for that time like, of day. Oh shit! This the bear's going into the cabin. Yeah, this is that was fucking that was wild. Dude. That's heavy for that time of day. Huh? <laughs> you said, oh, dude, that's I. I I don't know. I, I felt though that movie is kind of predictable. Like, uh, yeah. Like I, I knew, I knew. Like, oh, you guys, you guys are getting dragged into, obviously getting dragged into something. It was thrilling though. It's weird. But you didn't know like how big it was going to be, like what direction it was yeah. going to go. Yeah, and the, the end leaves a, a taste in your mouth, like, uh, like hereditary too you're just like oh weird <laughs> cultish kind of mm -hmm. weird no, no, no. Mm -hmm. i didn't like that you know what <laughs> last time we had you mm. that was a weekend and i went back and watched hereditary on the same night <laughs> and, <laughs> and, the next day, and that day was also a typhoon day oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. Hit the 4d experience i remember yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit there is a high chance of that <laughs> being repeated yeah. Well, I watched I watched uh, the old ways yesterday, mm -hmm. and in the middle of the night, my daughter screams something out, and I woke up and I was like, "Whoa, what's <laughs> going on?" Yeah, that was that gave me a little uh, a little shit, a little bump in the night there. But anyways, yeah, let's uh, let's cut her off here. Sure. But, uh, Sounds good. Two hours, dude. Thanks for coming by. Oh, always, thank you for having me on. Always nice to chat. Keep that motivation high, man. Oh, I I will. You know, again, thanks for having me on. Yep. All right. We'll uh, yeah talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.